What's up, everybody? Welcome to Not In My House podcast, March Madness edition. We're going over all of the schools, every conference. So no matter where you went to school, we got you covered. Um, this is Eric. I'm here with my buddy, Zach. Say what's up, Zach. Hello. I'm trying to survive the coronavirus. I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Just kidding. You're fighting. You're I'm fighting f- hard. I'm, f- I'm fighting hard. I'm not drinking any Corona beer. Actually, everybody drink Corona beer because their stock is going down because we have... 38% of Americans that are dumb thinking that the Corona beer actually causes a coronavirus, and I'm not joking about that, which is really actually sad. Um, the first uh, the first conference we're going to talk about today is going to be the Horizon um, conference, and we're going to go in alphabetical. I think it's been working great, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll just keep it. Uh, we'll just keep that trend going. All right, so Cleveland State is the first one we're going to talk about in this conference. Not many alumni from Cleveland State. Nope. I couldn't find any celebrity alumni, believe it or not. At least none that I've heard of. Uh, but the two that us basketball fans will know, Norris Cole mm-hmm. and uh, Cedric Jackson. Yep. And I, I remember Cedric Jackson. He could play. I loved watching him over at Cleveland State. The coach is Dennis Gates. Yeah, and then the assistant, Drew Joyce. Junior, the one that played with LeBron James in high school, we all remember that team because that's like the first televised high school game. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I remember. I actually remember watching some of those games on ESPN. Yeah, and it was kind of fun to watch Drew Joyce play then, and then go on to Akron, and now he's coaching. So it's kind of cool to see him back on the sidelines, staying staying in the home state for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then some of their key players: um, Algavon Eichelberger, a six eight junior. He's averaging 14-6. and six. He transferred over from DePaul, and he's been a big help to them. Just having another big body that can score and rebound a little bit is always good to have. And then Torrey Patton, he's a 6'5 junior. He's averaging 11-5. He came over from uh, Indiana Hills Community College. A lot of You see a lot of pros <coughs> go over to Indiana Hills and then go D1 or go straight from Indiana Hills to the league, and that's where he went, transferred to Akron, and now he's here. So he's bounced around a little bit. And then Craig Budion, a 6'3 junior. He's got a state title in high school, so they got a winner on the team. But, you know, this team's really inconsistent. They're they're not doing anything this year. But no. having yeah, but having Drew Joyce on that, you know, coaching staff, I think maybe in a couple of years they might be able to build that program a yeah, little bit. Yeah, especially obviously playing with LeBron, that gives them some cred. They're uh, 7-11 in the conference and 11-20 and overall. The next team we have, which I don't believe is really a team, is the Detroit Mercury Titans. It's Detroit Mercy, not Mercy. Mercury. Mercury. Come on. Well, you know what? It, I still don't believe it. It's like uh it's like it sounds like a like a, a XFL team or something. Hey, when you see some of their alumni, you're going to believe it. I mean, they, that's true, right? Yeah, I mean, Robert Kearns, he invented the windshield wiper. Nice. Yeah, they made that movie about it. I forgot what it's called. It's actually a really good movie though. And then Willie Green, NBA yep. player. I remember Willie Green. And then Keegan Michael Key. He's a not-so-funny comedian. <laughs> you know who that is? No. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Wait, it. Is that the, is that the, the, um, like the kid TV show fucking Keenan guy? No. That's <laughs> no, different. That's, <laughs> no, it's Keenan Mitchell. Okay. That's well, from Keenan Gill. So he's but, just another not-funny comedian. Yeah, okay. exactly. And then Jim Shorter, NFL. And then Grady Alderman, NFL. Spencer Haywood, nice. NBA. 
Jermaine Jackson from the Jackson Five, and then you have Jermaine Jackson from the NBA. <laughs> and Dave DeBusher. Nice. Yeah, Dave you know what's interesting about that, too, is is I'm surprised that any Jackson went to college, and not saying that as like a rip, but just saying that their career, I mean, they were kids throughout right. their whole career, music career, so it's like, it's it's actually really surprising that somebody one of them actually went to college, because they probably missed out on all of their schooling. Yeah, that's, to tour. So that's, that's a good actually, point, actually. That's really impressive, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so Mike Davis is the coach. Yeah, and then his assistant coach is his son, and that's Mike Davis Jr. And then also his other son, Antoine, is on the team. So nice. we got a little family tree going there. And Antoine is actually a really good player. This guy can ball. Uh, he had five 30-point games this wow. year. Um, I've watched him play quite a few times. He reminds me a lot of, like, maybe a Ben Gordon or like a Carson Edwards. Like kind of like early, a, early Ben Gordon. Yeah, yeah. kind of like an undersized two guard that can really score. Okay. But I, I got to say, he's got one of the better fadeaways and off-balance shooters that I've seen nice. in college in a while. He can really score the ball. And he averaged 26 last year, so his averages are a little bit down this year. Uh, I think teams are starting to really pay a lot more attention to him, and that shows. Sure. But um, – he was originally a walk-on. I mean, he committed to University of Houston, and Houston, you know, is kind of a powerhouse right yeah. now. So he's got a lot of skill. Some of their other players, though, Justin Miller, he's averaging 10. And then Chris Brandon, he's six seven sophomore. He's the nephew of John Lucas. Remember him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's averaging 6 and 8. He's a good player. And then Dwayne Rose Jr., the nephew of Derrick Rose, is on mm. this team. I thought that was really cool to see. And then Brad Calipari, son of John Calipari. I mean, they got a lot of, you know, basketball ties on this team. Uh, they usually do at Detroit Mercy. It's really weird. That's why when he says a made-up school, I was like, come on, they got tradition. Come on. <laughs> come on now. No, they, they always do. They always get some really cool players to that program. Um, but with all the big names, it's still been quite the struggle this year. They've only won four of their last 20 games. So they, they have been struggling. Yeah, they're 6-12 and 12 in the conference, 8-23 and 23 overall. Yeah. Um, Green Bay Phoenix sounds really weird, doesn't it? That is a school that I think sounds made up, right? <laughs> I think they're a newer Division One program, though, because I don't remember seeing this team a whole lot, and I've actually never <coughs> seen any of these, any of these guys play. But some of their alumni, uh, Tony Bennett, nice, and Alfonso McKinney from the Warriors. That's interesting. Yeah, and they're coached by Link Darner, and their main player is. Uh, Jawan McLeod, he's a 6'2 senior. He's averaging 17, 5, and 4. He put up four 30-point games. I've never seen him play. I've seen some highlights here and there, but he, he looks like he's a good player. Kind of looks like he does a little bit of everything. And then Amari Davis, 6'3 freshman, averaging 16. And then they got a couple seniors on there, but, you know, they played Wisconsin, Colgate, and Xavier. Those are some great off-season games that might help them in their conference tournament. But other than that I, I don't see them coming out of this conference to be yeah, honest they're 11 7 in the conference though which just puts them in third place and uh 16 and 15 overall yeah um oh good lord the <laughs> iup ui jaguars yeah um what does iup ui stand for do you know indiana university oh that's i i wish i knew i yeah. wish i knew yeah. I, I used to know. I just there's too many letters in there. There's way too many letters. <laughs> that's like a that's like an eye chart test right there. Yeah, but uh, some of their alumni they got Josh Kaufman who won The Voice, and then Norman Bridell, 
the creator of Clifford, the Big Red Dog, nice. those children books. Nice. So shout out to Clifford. Shout out to Clifford. <laughs> Love me some Clifford. <coughs> and then George Hill. George M- Hill. NBA George Hill? Yeah. And nice. He, he uh, led the country in scoring that year, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And they're coached by Brian Wren. And they got another scorer on this team. His name is Marcus Burke. And he's a junior. He's about six foot three. He's averaging 21, and he had a few 30-point games this year, too, including 39 against Oakland. Wow. Yeah, this guy can really shoot the rock. I've seen him play quite a bit, and he's got a really quick release. He gets to the free throw line a lot, and it's kind of weird because he doesn't play above the rim. He's more of a just a crafty player, uses his body really well. It, it In a weird way, he's only six foot three, but offensively, he's got a game kind of like Clay Thompson where he doesn't do a whole lot of dribbling. Right, right, spot yeah. shooter. Yeah, like defensively, I'm not comparing him to Clay necessarily, okay. but his offensive game, I could see a little bit of Clay just the way he moves his body and shoots the ball. Interesting. Yeah, and then Jalen Minnett, six-one uh, junior, he's also a solid scorer. He, he's really good. I think he'd be averaging a lot more if Marcus wasn't leading the way. But uh, that that's a dynamic duo on that team, in my opinion. They they can both really score, and then they got the rebounder and Elijah Go- uh, Elijah Goss. He's averaging eleven rebounds, but it's really weird to see these guys at the bottom of the conference. Like I'd expect them to be a lot more in the middle with how balanced good, they are. Yeah. And how and good of scores they have. too, you know, so they got that, you know, they got that, uh, you know, experience, but obviously it's not showing cause they're three and 15 this year in the conference, which is yeah. pretty atrocious. And they're uh seven and 24 overall. So right. something's not clicking there. Yeah. They definitely underachieve. Um, the next team after that is the Milwaukee Panthers. Wow, there's the, wow, some interesting alums. Yeah. Frank Caliendo, who does, I think, Madden better than Madden. <laughs> William <laughs> Defoe, the actor. And Andy Hurley, the drummer of Fall Out Boy. Wow, that's a, that's a that's a trifecta right there. That's a, that's a great alumni. That, that's a good big three team right there. <laughs> and they're coached by Pat Baldwin. Darius Roy is their leading scorer right now. He's averaging 16. And Tejon Lucas is right behind him, averaging 15. And then you have Josh Thomas and DeAndre Abram right around the 10-point range. Found it interesting. I, I forgot that this happened. I remember Vin Baker Jr. transferred, and I forgot they transferred over to Milwaukee. So hmm. he's redshirting this year. I'm curious to see what he can do next year. <coughs> did he do? Did he? Did he play high school ball in Milwaukee too? I think he you did, know? and then he went over to Boston okay. uh, for college, and, and then he transferred. He just wasn't getting the run over there. So I'm really curious to see what he can do here, and I think he's going to do a lot better, especially taking this year off to develop. Same so, height as his dad pretty much, right so, around that 6'9", 6'10", right? 6'9", he only weighs, I think he's like 195 or two. Wow, so definitely didn't, doesn't eat like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, uh, he's he got some guard skills too. Like He can put the ball on the ball. floor. Vin kind of had some some ball skills He did, too, he had some under ball skills. Yeah. Um, so that school right there. They're seven and eleven, so they're towards the end of the pack. Twelve and eighteen overall. Um, obviously, probably not going to be making any noise in this conference tournament. No. Um, you know, me and Zach, we definitely take notes for this show, and we love watching <laughs> basketball. So, a lot of times, you know, our knowledge will come from watching basketball. Definitely, Zach more colleagues than me. I'm more of a pro guy, but um, I love the notes you put for the Northern Kentucky Norse. <laughs> Some medieval bullshit. Well, I didn't know what a Norse was for it's a Viking. A, yeah, like I, I thought it was like a sword or something. 
<coughs> and then then I realized it what it was like a Viking or yeah. some medieval guy. And so some in my medieval bullshit. That's yeah, awesome. like uh, just some medieval bullshit. You weren't you, you weren't a Dungeon Dragons kid, were you? <laughs> no, no, I was. No not. Harry Potter for you. No Harry Potter for me. That's amazing. But, well, you, there's what there's one alum you can find from this school, <laughs> which is a big ass alum, man. Big ass alum. George Clooney. Yeah. He studied broadcasting there. I Rad. thought that was interesting. Well, he made yeah. a good, good career switch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, they're coached by Darren Horn, and they actually made a Sweet 16 appearance with uh, Western Kentucky when he was coaching over there. Nice. So he's a good coach, and this is a newer Division One program, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I know that they made big strides in the last few years. But uh, Dantez Walton is their 6'6 senior, averaging 16. <coughs> and then Tyler Sharp. Averaging 15. Jalen Tate and Trevon Faulkner are both averaging right around the 12-13 range. So they're really well balanced. And I like this team to win the conference, I think. Just uh, they were missing Walton for half a year and they're still in second. So to be missing your leading scorer and your top rebounder for half the season and still hold that second spot, that's that, that that's that's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're 13-5 and five right now in the conference. Yeah. Game and a half behind behind Wright State. And they're twenty one and nine overall too. Yeah, and they really move the ball well. They they do kind of like a lot of like four out one in and kind of spread the floor and a lot of back cuts. So they are fun to watch and they have a really good system over there. The uh, next team on our list is the Oakland Grizzlies. And the, oh wait. Is that our our uh, our night? What is that a nightmare? Nightmare of Elf Street guy is switched schools again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Robert England. He yeah. also went to Oakland. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the former podcast, he went to a few other schools. Him and Tim Tim, Tim Allen, Allen just dude. school hopping. I thought Tim Allen had the, had the most schools. Um, the the Hoff also went here. That's awesome. Yeah, Hasselhoff, <coughs> and then Elizabeth Reeser, the hot mom from Twilight. Nice. I don't know anything about Twilight other oh. than a bunch of little girls liked it. And you, obviously. Hey. Okay. <laughs> um, Curtis Armstrong, Revenge of the Nerds. That's awesome. Um, Kendrick Nunn. Okay, cool. And Keith Benson, one of my favorite college players ever. That nice. guy's a monster. And uh, Kay Felder, also one of my favorite college players ever. Thought nice. he'd be doing a lot more in the NBA. but Wow, this coach has been with the team for 36 years. Yeah, Coach Campy. He's been wow. there a long time. He's got to be tenured by now. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and he's good. He's done a lot with that program. Um, and they got a few good players over there this year. They have Rashad Williams, averaging 19. He's a sophomore, six foot two. And then Xavier Hill Myas, six seven senior, averaging 17.8. Then they got their big 6'11 enforcer, averaging 9 and 6, and that is Brad Breching. They're an interesting team. Um, getting Williams back really helps them. They're, they've won five of their last six. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I I think it's a little bit too late for them. Yeah. But I mean, they did make some big strides getting Williams back. Like that, like throwing Williams back in the mix really made that an interesting and competitive team. So. And they're pretty much like smack dab right in the middle of the conference at eight and ten. Um, they're thirteen and eighteen overall. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what, I don't want to see them in the first round. I will right. say that. And and it'll be it'll be interesting too because a lot of these teams like are about a game or two away from each other. Which I think is pretty interesting too. Yeah, it's a competitive league for sure, and that's why that Williams wild card, like on paper, you might say, yeah, this team might not do much, but this could be the team <coughs> that ends up maybe coming out of it. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Um, the UIC Flames are our next team. 
Um, interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got an interesting alumni. They yeah. do. I was laughing more at the assistant coach. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the alumni, Justin Hartley, Curtis Granderson, the MLB. Then Cheryl Ford, Sonics, remember him? Nope. Oh, man, not a lot of people do, but Sonics fans like me do, and he was not very good for us. But shout, shout out to Cheryl Ford. And then <coughs> Otias Jeffers, shitty NBA guy, but, you know, he made it, so I can't knock him. Right. And then Tony Pastrata. And then, yeah, Coach Steve McClain, and the assistant is not the dunk champ, D. Brown. It's Fat D Brown. It, it's Fat D Brown from Illinois uh, when he got drafted for the Jazz. Played with Darren Williams on that team. So good. So he he was a Fat Draft nominee. Fat D Brown. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's cool. He's back. I like to see him back, especially in Illinois. That's cool. Uh, their main guy, Tarkus Ferguson. He's their senior, averaging fourteen five and five. Solid stat line. Yep. And then Marcus Otley, also a senior, averaging eleven. And then another senior, Goodwin Bowen. Averaging ten, five foot eleven. So they got a lot of seniors on this team, and they're getting warm at the right time. Like they are really playing well right now. They're they've won nine of their last thirteen. Wow, they're yeah. they're ten and eight in the conference, fifteen and sixteen overall. They can make some noise there. Yeah, and I think having the seniors really helps, especially senior guards. To me, having those really experienced senior guards and having an assistant like D Brown, who is a, who is a champion guard back right. in the day. That's a that's another team to look out for. Like this conference is competitive. Yeah, they're very seasoned too. I mean, all their big scores are seniors. Yeah. Uh, the team after that that we're going to is the Wright State Raiders. Yeah, and this uh, <laughs> this alumni cracked me up too, mainly just because of one name, and that's Vitaly Potapanko. <laughs> Potapanko. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're a brag guy, we gotta get my friend T on here so he can talk as Bill Walton, see if we can fool you guys. <laughs> so we actually got Bill Walton as a guest. Yeah, and then we have Brad Sherwood, Nicole Scherzinger. So they they got a little bit of alumni over there at Wright there, State. For sure. Go Raiders. And then they're coached by Scott Nagy. Did a great job building South Dakota back in the day from a Division two to a Division one. That's super hard to do, by the way. We went it's through really that with that's, that's not an easy transition. Especially South Dakota. Mm-hmm. That's really tough to do. And then with South Dakota... Uh, they they made it to the tournament a few times, which is crazy because like literally like I mean no, no offense to people that live in South Dakota, but why the fuck would you want to go to South Dakota <laughs> yeah. for college? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't you you don't want to hang on Canada maybe I don't know. Like it's not it doesn't seem to me like an enticing place to to play ball personally, but no, but they've built it over there and it's becoming which that, is awesome. You know, yeah. and uh, I know that the South Dakota State Jackrabbits have done the same thing. So South I mean, Dakota it's State Jackrabbits. Yeah, so they're in a different conference, but that's also become a really good basketball program. So I mean, shout out to these guys for you know making that and, and going from the D two to D one. So obviously, he knows how to coach and yeah to, and to get a program rolling. So yeah, and um, so. Now he's doing a great job over at Rice State. Now. Oh, absolutely! They're number one in the conference. They're fifteen and three, and they're twenty-five and six overall. Yeah. Could they make the tournament without winning this conference? Ooh, twenty-five wins is a lot of wins. That's a lot of wins. But that's what's the quality of the wins, right? Yeah, that's that's tough. I don't think so. They got to win the conference. But I'll tell you what, they got a player down there, and he can flat out play, and that's loading love. I mean that that guy's great. Uh, he's averaging 19 and 10. <coughs> he's a 6'8 junior. And he's a white dude with cornrows. Gotta love that. <laughs> Gotta love but, that. I mean, he had 20 and 20 against Detroit. 
he's a really strong forward. I mean, he's strong. Uh, he doesn't have great leaping ability at all. Um, he reminds me a lot of like a John Brockman or maybe like a Glenn Big Baby Big Davis. Baby, yeah. yeah, just the way that he uses his body. But, I mean, he, he is a real problem down there in the paint. And yeah. he's, I mean, he is a force. He's well, very tell. I mean, anytime you get a 20-20 game in college, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's consistent. And then uh, Bill Lampler is also a senior, averaging 15-4. and four. Tanner Holden is kind of their freshman coming up that I really like. He's a six foot six freshman, averaging twelve and six. I think nice. he does a little bit of everything for that team, which is important. And I'm really excited to see what he does in the next couple of years. And then Cole Gentry, he's a five ten senior, averaging eleven, and he's important to that team also. But I think they're my favorite to win the conference just because I think having, you know, love down there is a weapon that not a lot of people in this conference have. Well, and, and like most of the conference we've seen already, it's very seasoned. Yeah. You know, them having, you know, uh, two seniors, two seniors, you know, love as a junior. I mean, they've, they've gotten playing time together, obviously. So yeah. that makes a huge difference come tourney time. Yeah. And I, I do believe love could be a potential NBA guy. I, I do think that. Well, the numbers you see, 19 and 10 in college, is definitely numbers that will get some people looking at him for sure. Yeah, and he's got another year, too. He's got another year so after this. Unless he declares. I you don't think he'd declare, right, do you? Maybe one more year? I don't I don't think he would. Unless he get a run. I, I don't think he would. I think another year would also help him. I think uh, maybe shedding some weight and just kind of getting that one more year of college basketball would really help yeah. him. Not that he's like a, a fat dude. That's not what I'm saying. But I think just being more conditioned and – trimming down a little bit would really help him out the last team in our conference is the youngstown state penguins i love these guys really interesting um really interesting <laughs> alumni for sure yeah i'll let you take over the alumni you got like ed o'neill and then you got sonny Picaro. boy <laughs> uh, jeff wilkins um the nfl paul mcfadden nfl simeon booker um there's there's definitely some names on here they're coached by uh, Jared Calhoun, and then uh, talk to us about what you think about these guys. Well, I really like Darius uh, Quinsberry. I think he's a really good player. He's six one sophomore. He had forty one against Wright State. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's, that's impressive. That that was pretty eye opening to me. And he averages sixteen three and four. He gets to the rim really well. And he uses the rim like as a shield really well. So what nice. I mean is like, he, you know, he goes up one way, comes out the other, and really kind of uses the rim, um, you know, to kind of fool guys. They, sure. They think he's going, going up left. Going this one way, he's going right. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good at that. So he's really crafty going to the basket, which is what I really like about him. And then I also like Nas Bohannon a lot. He's six foot seven, averaging 11 and 8. I think he plays tough. And then Michael Okuchi, 6'8 junior. He's important, averaging 9 and 6. You know, I I mean, I really like this team, but it'll be tough to get, you know, by Northern Kentucky and Wright State in in this tournament. I think sure, and they're they're up on the higher end of the conference. They're ten and eight, um, and seventeen and fourteen overall. Yeah, but I mean, they could do it. And you know, Quisenberry that that guy can he he can flat out play. There's not a whole lot of guys in this conference that can guard him. Right. One. Well, I mean, being like a slasher, getting to the basket. When you need points and you're not relying on three-pointers, I mean, that's always a great thing to have. Right. For sure. Next, we got the uh, Patriot Conference. Um, 
going alphabetical as usual because it's working just well for us. Um, the American Eagles are our first team, um, which sounds like a clothing store. And <laughs> uh, and uh, they have some pretty interesting alumni. Goldie Hawn is one of them, Star Jones, Paul Ryan. That's the senator, Paul Ryan, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm not going to try the next name. You Juliana Ranches. She's on Air- Entertainment Tonight. I don't watch TV. I don't either. But I, know <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, then Alice Stokes... Uh, Alex Stokes Paul and then Andre Ingram, nice. the Lakers guy. He yeah. was like a teacher and <coughs> came back and lit up on his debut. And then you got Kermit Washington. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that is quite the alumni. Absolutely. Then Coach Mike Brennan, then their main guy, Saeed Nelson. He's, he's their senior leader. He's averaging 18, 5, and 4. His first step is elite in getting to the rim with both hands. I mean, he really goes strong to the basket, which is what I really like about him. So he he's a really good player. He's really effective. And that first step, man, he's he's really got that down. And then Jameer Harris, 6'2", junior, he's averaging 10. His uncles, Dougie and Donald, play in the NFL. you remember them? No. Okay. Well, they did. Okay. Well, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Stacy Becton, 6'4", uh, junior. <laughs> He's averaging nine and four. Um, his dad coaches over at Bethune Cookman, and he's related to Percy Harvin. Now I do remember Percy Harvin. He oh was, yeah, he was the guy that could never stand the field because of his migraines. But uh, <laughs> no, he was. I tell you, he played in Florida for college, and he was a hell of a wide receiver. But literally, he could not. He could not stay on the field, jump from team to team. He was a Jet for a bit. He was a Bill for a bit. He was a Viking for a bit. He's a guy that honestly I thought was going to be a stud in the NFL, and just yeah. Sometimes those things happen, man. I don't know if it's a migraine she just got him or from concussions or whatnot, but he definitely he definitely should have been a lot better than he was. Yeah, I do have me a Percy Harvin jersey, Seahawks jersey. In my oh, jersey, that's right. So. He did play for the Hawks, too. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this team's won six of their last eight, so they are getting hot. And honestly, in this conference, I mean, I think anything could happen. <coughs> well, they're tied for second in their conference at 12-6. Uh, and six. And they're sixteen and thirteen overall. So yeah. yeah, you are right. It's a weird. It's a weird conference. You got your army and navy in here. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely that's a conference where if you're in the top, if you're in the top four, there you got a good chance to 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 grab that. There's one team on here though that we will get to that is my sleeper pick, big time sleeper pick. For nice. Me. Yeah, it's not the army black knights, is it? It is not. It is. This not. is great. This is great. <laughs> I'm just going to quote Zach on this one. Alumni. Bunch of presidents and shit. Dude, there, that's awesome. <laughs> there's so many presidents on on this alumni. I couldn't even name all of them. Just basically, really? yeah, just wow. basically, just go through and go be in the army. And the next thing you know, boom. A lot of important people. Um, and then Coach Jimmy Allen, their main guy, Tommy Funk. I, I'm a big fan of this kid. He's averaging 17, nearly seven assists, four rebounds. He's left-handed, and he brings a lot of energy to the game. He really does. Uh, he looks to push the ball, and he crashes the boards. He's almost like a 5'11 mini like Westbrook, not athletic Westbrook, just okay. the way that they play, the way that they go to get the rebound and look to really push the ball. That's kind of like the style that he plays with. The kid's just fearless, and he loves going to the rim, um, and he's like the king of the pocket bounce pass. He gets in the lane, makes that fundamental jump stop, and just makes a quick little – you know, bounce pass down to the block for an easy layup. And nice. he's just, he's a really solid player. I really enjoy watching him play. And then Matt Wilson, he's their six, nine senior. He's also a really good player averaging 16, and eight. He was a Mr. Kentucky basketball finalist. Nice. Yeah. So it's really good. To it see. chose army, huh? Yeah. Chose army. That's interesting. Yeah. 
And then Lonnie Grayson's important. He averages 10. But, I mean, look, they're a solid team for the conference. I think Funk and Wilson are a really good two-man punch. So, I mean, th- this is a team that could do it. They could. Yeah. I mean, they're 10-8. and eight. They're right in the mix, too. I mean, a lot of these teams have just have similar records conference-wise, which is really interesting. So, like, like we talked about American, them and Boston University are 12-6. and six. Yeah. Army and Lafayette are 10-8. and eight. Navy and Bucknell are 8-10. and 10. So It's a really weird conference where they're all, like, there's a ton of ties in the conference. So, And I think it's important when, like, your two main guys are seniors, too. Totally. I, I think... Senior leadership is everything, man. Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, it totally means something. No, it totally does. I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever on that. Yeah. Um, the Boston Terriers are next. This is a super weird... <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is... Okay, so check this out. Uh, you have Howard Stern, Bill O'Reilly, Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> Joe Rogan, Gina Davis, MLK... Bill Simmons, wow. Andy Cohen, and then how do you pronounce it? Is that guy Agabadola? I could think be, could be gay too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a hell of an alumni. I mean, you've got so many personalities, radio wise, yeah, and TV wise on that list. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, really, like Hall of Fame radio personalities and TV yeah. between Rogan, Stern, Bill O'Reilly, and Simmons. Yeah, I mean, that's it's bizarre, right? Yeah. And then, you know, get, getting their basketball, they got Coach Joe Jones over there. And then Max Mahoney, he's their senior, six foot eight. His grandpa was a six-round pick for the Celtics, my nice. Celtics. I remember that name. And then Walter White, it's not the one from Breaking Bad. It's a ah. different Walter White. It's their six six sophomore, averaging 12 and 7. He was actually ranked number two in the state of Connecticut in high school. So, wow. I mean, he's, he's a good player. So, that's a really good player for them to have. And I think he's still got a couple more years to show that. And then Giovanni McCoy, 6'5", junior, averaging 11. Uh, Mahoney and White, they're they're not fun for anyone to, to play against. They're, right. they're really not. I mean, those guys are really good players. I don't think their good stats size. really show, show do justice to how good they are. Right. Just with the style of how that team plays, but I mean, those guys are really solid players. And they're they're twelve and six in the conference, puts them in second place behind Colgate and eighteen and thirteen overall. Yeah, so. like some of these systems, they play a lot more fast paced compared to these guys. I mean, the, the, these dudes are solid. They just don't play fast. Hmm. Bucknell Bison are next. Yeah, alumni Jay Wright, coach at Villanova, mm-hmm. and then Mike Muscala, the one NBA guy that came out of Bucknell. <laughs> I thought there'd actually be more from Bucknell because they used to be in the tournament a lot back right. in like the early 2000s. So that was interesting. But uh, I don't know. They got John Meeks, Jimmy Soto's, Andrew Funk, the brother of Tommy over at Army that we just talked about. Nice. And then Avi Toomer, uh, who's a senior, they all average 11 across the boards. I mean, that's... Really solid distribution there. Yeah, a lot of solid distribution. And then Walter Ellis is on this team, and he's the son of LaFonso Ellis. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. And he's a sophomore, so it'll be interesting to see what he does the next couple of years. I mean, they're balanced, but they're just way too slow. I don't think they have any explosive scores, and unless they completely control the tempo and like make the other teams play mm-hmm. slow with them... I just don't see them pulling it out. But right. if, if the other teams, you know, can fall in their under their trance and play slow, then uh, they got a good chance in that sense. Yeah, because they're used to playing slow tempo. Right. They're eight and ten in the conference, twelve and nineteen overall. Um, the Colgate Raiders are next. Um, wow, this is an interesting. <laughs> this is an interesting alumni. 
Yes, it is. Like super interesting, actually. Yeah, you got Charles Evans Hughes and then Andy Rooney. Andy CBS uh, CBS uh, sixty Minutes. Andy Rooney. <laughs> yeah, nice. Then you got Ben Cohen, the co-founder of Ben and Jerry's. Right. Love me some Ben and Jerry's. And then Mark Van Egan, mm-hmm. and then Adonald Foyle. I remember Adonald Chef Adonald Foyle. Right. The 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 warrior. I think he only stayed on teams because he could cook. There you go. <laughs> I, I really do. I do believe that. And then Carl Braun, a great NBA player back in the day. Nice. Uh, this team is my sleeper team. Okay. I, I love Colgate. I, I thought they were great last year. Wait, I think, how are they a sleeper? Are you talking about in the in tournament? Yeah, in the tournament. Okay, I was going to say they're 14-4 yeah, in the conference. Yeah, not in this conference, but yeah. like if they were to win this conference right. and they end up being in the NCAA tournament, then, they have to. They have to win it, right, to get in. I mean, twenty-three yeah, and eight is a pretty impressive, but they have to. Absolutely have to. But I do think that they could maybe win a game or two if they make the NCAA tournament. And Jordan Burns is their main guy, and I'm a huge fan of his game. I, I love watching this guy play. He's not necessarily especially quick, but he's got pretty great footwork. I mean, I think it's elite footwork. And then he's got a great sidestep off the three ball. He really shoots the ball well. And, he, I mean, he's a great shooter. He's got a really quick release. He's smart using his body, getting to the lane. And he's a really smart passer. I just think he's solid. Yeah. Like, all around solid. Um, I just really like his basketball IQ. And I I just think he's a great leader of this team. And well, then, they all look like the, like the supporting cast all looks like they're contributors. I mean, oh yeah, everyone's over 11 points. You yeah. got some guys grabbing seven and nine rebounds. It's definitely not the Jordan Burns show. But he's a, he is – a very he's solid a player, but like uh, Rapalis Ivankos, a six ten senior. I mean, he's averaging thirteen seven. Will Ryman's averaging twelve. Nellie Cummings eleven. Tucker Richardson eleven. <coughs> so they they definitely have multiple weapons on this team, and uh, I could. That's what I like. If Jordan Burns is off, somebody else will step up. Right, right, which is good. Yeah, and then I also like that they played some big teams in their non-conference like they played Syracuse they played Clemson they played Auburn wow and that was back to back to back that was three games straight and they beat Cincy yeah beat Cincy by one and the only thing they lost to Lafayette twice which is what kind of makes this conference interesting yeah you know because maybe Lafayette's a team that ends up knocking them off if they can't make their adjustments oh that you know what if they end up playing them I bet you I bet you Colgate wins because uh, it's like so. that. You know, they've, they've given them two other four losses. I can't. I can't see them winning three. Colgate in a row. losing a third time. No, no, it's the same team. No way. Yeah, no way. But, All right. So after that, yeah. Holy Cross Crusaders. Yeah, there's actually a lot of history. Holy Wait Cross. Wait a second. So Bill Simmons is he a little jumper? <laughs> he's a jumper. <laughs> he's a jumper. He's a, he's a college we, jumper. You got to keep track of how many guys jump the most out of. To all see who it is. It's got Tim Allen's got to be number one. Right Donald now. Trump's got to be up there too. Yes. Yeah. Jesus, don't get me he's, started. <laughs> but uh, their alumni is pretty historic. I mean, Bill Simmons, Chris Matthews, and then you have Bob Cousy, Cousy. and Tommy Heinsohn. Nice. And then they're coached by Brett Nelson, Joe Pridgen, six five freshman. He's averaging seventeen and six. Uh, I mean, he was ranked top five forwards in the state of Massachusetts in high wow. school. Yeah, I mean, he's a really solid player. So for Holy Cross to get, you know, so, somebody like that, I think that's a really nice building block for the next, you know, few years. Yeah, um, I really like his game a lot. And then Drew Louder, he's a six foot freshman, but it's a big loss. He announced he's transferring early in the year. Wow. Uh, so, I mean. He's he was a good player. 
He scored 24 against Maryland in their debut. And Any reason why he's transferring? Um, I don't know the full details on it, mm. so I don't want to say what when I don't know. But right. um, that that's a huge loss for that program, and it, it showed this year because you can't lose your second leading scorer, right? You know, and expect to really recover from. What's well, a shame too, because they're both freshmen, man. Yeah, that could have been a nice mm-hmm. little one-two punch there. Yeah, it really could have, but. I mean, they still have Austin Butler, and he's a nice player, averaging twelve and six. Uh, he averaged twenty nine and six in high school. So, wow. um, he, he, I mean, he's still got another year to, to show what he can do. But look, this team wasn't good this year. But Pridgen's a really good player, and if he sticks around, and if they could add a couple more pieces around him, I could see them, you know, making some noise. Well, I can see why Drew wanted to transfer. They finished two and sixteen in the. Well, I mean, he transferred conference. very early. It was like early in the year. I oh, think he only played like six games or something weird. like that. Yeah. Three and 28 overall. Not a good season for the Holy Cross Crusaders. Right. Um, Lafayette Leopards. Yeah. Um, Joe Silver, uh, film producer for the first two Diehards. Love those. And the Lethal Merry Christmas, weapons. motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lethal Weapons series in the Matrix. Really, I mean, you want to talk about that. That dude had... Quite a bit of a a career in the eighties up until the two thousands with those movies in general. Yeah, I mean the Ma- you remember seeing the Matrix? Oh yeah, that yeah. that movie blew my fucking mind when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, for its time too. Oh, it was you know? so ahead yeah. of its time. It was so ahead of its time. Leave the Weapon series was great. I mean the t- Die Hard. I mean yeah, you you messed up the quote though. It's Yippee Kaye. <coughs> that's right. Not, Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Not, not Merry Christmas. <laughs> Well, that's one of those things because it's everybody thinks they say, "Is it a Christmas movie or not?" Because it takes place on Christmas. I mean, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Right? See, <laughs> see, we can we can debate about that. Yeah. My, mine is a Christmas story. But. <laughs> Anyways, you shoot your eye out. Sorry. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. All right, so talk to us about the coach. Uh, yeah, Coach Frano Holland. Um, he was also drafted eighth round by the Sixers in nineteen seventy and he played a few years in the ABA and nice. overseas, so he's got some he's got he's got a lot of experience to bring down to this team, which is what I like. Uh Justin Jaworski, he's a six two junior averaging seventeen. Wonder if his has any relationship to Ron Jaworski, the famous uh <laughs> NFL quarterback and analyst. You you never know. Right. EJ Stevens averaging 11 and Miles Curry, or I'm sorry, Cherry, Cherry baby, Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> Miles Cherry averaging 10 and 7. Um, this team beat Colgate twice. So, I mean, they're, but they're a streaky team. You right. Know? I mean, it's not like they're favorites in the conference, but they did beat Colgate twice. And, I mean, like we said, I don't see them beating them three times, but if they meet Colgate in the conference tournament, you never know. That is true. That's why we play the games for sure. Um, they ended up being where are they at ten and eight in the conference and eighteen and eleven overall. Yes, yeah, so they're right in the middle, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah they're they're actually tied for third. Tried for third, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the, the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. Nice, Ralph the Mouth from Happy Days. <laughs> um, Jesse W. Reno, who invented the escalator, got a lot of people fat. Thanks, Jesse. Um, Kim. McQuilkin, NFL, Robert Penske, and some race car drivers. And ast- astronauts again. Lehigh yeah. is an astronaut place. There's a lot of astronauts. <coughs> and it's <coughs> weird. When you look up famous alumni, I, I just don't think astronauts. And there's just like 40. I'm is that like, crazy? How many people have we freaking sent to the moon? All right. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Yeah. And then CJ McCollum, obviously from uh, Blazer fame. Oh, man. He killed it in that tournament when they made that first round upset. That's what made CJ McCollum. That was awesome. 
I love CJ McCollum. Having quite the year for the Blazers this year with uh, with Dame in and out and not yeah. really taking too many shots. Yeah, but man, did he put Lehigh on the map. But uh, this year, they got coach Dr. Brett Reed. Wow, doctor. And how intimidating. Do you call him coach or doctor? I would. You know what? If you're <laughs> smart, you call him doctor because that's that's higher than a coach. Or coach Doc? I don't know. Coach Doc. <laughs> but, What's uh, up, Doc? They got uh, Jordan Cohen over there, averaging 14. James Carnick is a 6'9 junior, averaging 12 and 7. And then Jamerrill Wilson, 6'7 sophomore, averaging 10 and 5. I like his game. He's a hybrid forward and really solid defender. I, I really like him a lot. I think he's kind of their X factor at that team. And then Nick Lynch, 6'11 sophomore. He's averaging 9 and 5. He's ranked top 50 centers by ESPN High School. That's so, impressive. Yeah, so I'm I'm still waiting to see that top fifty potential kind of really pan out. Probably next year. I, I think so because he's got the skill. It's just about putting it together now. Right. Um, there they haven't been a great team this year. I'm honestly, I'm wondering if it is the coaching style because to me, I think you have some solid talent on this team. I think right. they should be a lot better than what they're showing, and I think that Nick Lynn should be putting up bigger numbers, but I don't necessarily think it's a lack of talent or effort. I think it's just maybe the system. Could be. I mean, yeah. it's pretty average between those four guys, too. So it's right. not like there's one superstar and a bunch of other people that are not producing. Right. Sometimes you just got to let a couple people go in the offense. You know? Right. They, um, they are they're at the bottom, but not really the bottom, which is weird about this conference. I mean, they're 7-11, and but a three-game swing, and they're in fourth. Yeah, you know, so they're not. It's not too far away. Be interested to see if they make any noise at all. Um, Loyola MD Greyhounds. Um, one of their famous alumni is Tom Clancy, the uh, famous author. Zach Thornton, NBA. Jim McKay. And to quote you again, astronauts who seem big time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's there's amazing. A lot of astronauts in this conference. To seem it's weird. big time. Yeah, and uh, that was also Zach Thornton, NFL, not NBA. Uh, no, I said. Did I say? I said NFL. I thought I said NFL. My bad. All good, all good, just for our <laughs> listeners. But uh, Coach Tavares Hardy and Andrew Kosteka is their leader right now. He's a senior, averaging 19-5. and five. And then the eldest, Andrew Kosteka, also played for the Indianapolis Jets of the ABA. Or, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Basketball Association of America, <coughs> which is one of the two leagues that merged to form the NBA. Which is also known as Bah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, he, that, that we're going way back. Way back on that one. I mean, that's 1949. So, I mean, shout out to him. That's awesome to be a pioneer of the game like that. But then you got uh, Santi Aldama. He's a 6'11 freshman, averaging 14'7. And uh, I, I like his game. I, I do. He's, he's solid, but his footwork needs work. Um, he kind of reminds me of like Anthony Tolver, like a Frank Kaminsky, okay. because they have like the height, but they don't like play big. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They I have, like, mean. they can put the ball on the floor. They like to drive a little bit, and they have a nice touch. Um, that's exactly how he plays. But the one thing, every I swear to God, every single time he pump fakes, it's like a travel. It's yeah, like he, good. it's like he's trying to fake, like he's going to shoot, and like gets on his tiptoes, and he's not paying attention to his footwork there. No, and I mean sometimes they don't call it. Like he'll get away with it sometimes. But I mean I'm looking at him like, damn, that's a travel man. So yeah. I think he's just got to clean up his footwork a little bit. I think he's a, he's got a lot of talent. Well, he's a freshman too. So like, come back to him when he's a junior. Yeah, and that fourteen and seven could be like a eighteen and eleven. 
Yeah, you but, know. I mean, he's just making silly freshman errors every time it happens. But the skill, the talent's the there. talent's there, absolutely. And then Cameron Spencer's another freshman who you know makes a little bit less of his freshman errors. He's really good though. He averages nineteen three and three. And then uh, Kevon Scott, um, his dad Gary actually played at Nevada. Nice. So, just wanted to shout him out. And then uh, Chuck Champion, he's on the team. He's cousins with Rajah Bell. And then. I'm just not seeing a team that's 500 come out of this one with the Colgates and, you know, the armies. Well, you know what's I think crazy about this team? It's like they're 7-11 in the conference, right? Uh-huh. And they're 15-6 and in overall. But if you described that team to me and said, what do you think the record is in the conference? I would have right. definitely said, like, probably... Thirteen and five, right? Twelve and six. That's what I'm saying. They're you know talented. what I mean? They score. In their they just don't play D. Is that really what that is? I think they just make a lot of bonehead freshman errors okay. between like um, Aldama and Spencer. and Spencer. I think that there's just a lot of because dude, nineteen three and three at yeah. six four as a yeah. freshman. Those are outstanding numbers. They're, they're good numbers. So I think another year we're going to start seeing this team have a lot more success. But when I watch them, it's just like mental error, mental errors, yeah. nice plays. It, it's <coughs> just a little streaky. That'll just kill you. Yeah. Absolutely kill you. Um, okay, this will be fun. The Navy Midshipmen. Um, I love that name. Dude, dude and, midshipmen. and and the, the alum is just crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. You got David Robinson. I mean, the Admiral. An amazing NBA player. Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer, who's also president. <laughs> John McCain. You know, we were t- I was talking to a friend of mine about that today. One of the things I thought was cool about McCain, it wasn't cool with the vice president choice of Sarah Palin. I think that killed him. But the thing I thought was really nice, there's some crazy wacko lady that took a question from him and was like, like, uh, I, what do we do about Obama? He's he's a crazy Muslim from and and, he, and he's a terrorist and all this stuff. And, yeah. and he straight goes, no, ma'am, he's not. He's a good guy. I like him. We just disagree on some stuff politically. And I was like... That's how everyone needs to be. You know what I mean? I was like, know. that dude, I got much respect for you for saying that. Yeah, good for now, you. Now, Montel Williams, which Montel Williams is this? <laughs> it's the Montel Williams, the talk show host. Montel oh, Williams. okay. All right. Yeah. And then... Uh, I kept thinking Montel Jordan. I was like, this <laughs> is how we do it. <laughs> no, man. It's Montel Williams. Montel, you know, and Montel, man, Montel, he ended up getting... Um, was it Parkinson's or... He ended up getting some 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 debilitating disease. Oh, I think and I remember that. And he still did his talk show and battled like a champ, man. I thought it was awesome. Good for him. Roger Starback, um, probably the most, probably probably one of the most um, decorated and uh, loved Dallas Cowboys until Troy Aikman, Ross Rossboro, <laughs> and then yet again insane amount of astronauts yeah. and important U.S. people. A lot of astronauts. Yeah, that's what you're going to see in the Patriot League. Is a lot of people that you know serve their, their country mm-hmm. and you know moved up into politics, things like that. So, yeah, uh, really cool people to see. You can't list them all though, or else we'd be here for two hours. Right. Um, but they're coached by Ed DeCellis and then Cam Davis. <coughs> Cam Davis is their leading scorer right now. He's a six foot junior, averaging sixteen. I like his game too. He's got a really high release on his shot. He gets it off a little bit slower than I, than I like personally, but he does get it off, and he's got a good mid range game. So he's a good player. And then John Carter, six three sophomore, averaging ten. In high school, he became the first player in school history to surpass a thousand points. So I mean, the nice. guy can score. And then Greg Summers, six three sophomore. Um, lost to Jason Tatum in the high school state game, and then Evan Wake, six uh, eight senior, averaging nine and four. But you know, I like this team next year if they can fill in the 
you know, loss of Evan Wake since he's a senior. So if they can find another like big body to kind of help out in the rebounds next year, I like this team. And they're right in the they're right in the middle. They're eight and ten, right in the middle. And it's kind of funny the team above them is Army, which, <laughs> yeah. is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So that concludes uh, the Patriot Division. The next conference we're going to talk about is the Northeast, and going in alphabetical order like we have been doing. The Bryant Bulldogs are um, the first team we're going to talk about. Their alumni is pretty interesting. Um, Nicholas Costanzo, or no. I didn't say that right. No, did it's uh, Call Santo. Thank you. He yeah. played coach on Cheers. I love that show, dude. Man. That show is amazing. Yeah, and I, so good. And I, lo- I loved his character. He was oh, he was awesome. great. He was yeah. so great. Uh, Ann Wexler and many other politicians. Um, want to talk to us a little bit about the Bryant Bulldogs? Coached by Jared Grasso. Uh, Adam Grant is their senior right now. He's averaging sixteen. And then Michael Green. He's their freshman coming up. He's only five eleven, but he plays with a lot of heart. And I mean, he plays bigger than he is. Uh, he averages nine, two rebounds, and three assists. So those, that's a good stat line for his size and being a freshman. So that's a nice building block to have. Uh, they did beat Merrimack in St. Francis, PA, once. So I mean, they are competitive. Well, yeah, Merrimack, Merrimack is actually leading the conference, so that's pretty impressive. They're they're towards the end of the pack on this one. They're seven eleven in the conference, and they're uh, fifteen and sixteen overall. So. Obviously, this team has to win to uh, to oh, get yeah. in. Absolutely, know. I think that's going to be any team in this conference. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Central Connecticut uh, alumni is Kenny Johnson, the actor, model uh, Scott Pioli. Oh wow, Keith Kloss. Yeah, I love the Clippers. Keith Kloss. Keith Kloss with the big ass afro. Yeah, they got it fell asleep under the Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, I love Keith Kloss. Oh, it's so awesome. You know, it's I was actually listening to Knuckleheads, uh, the podcast of Darius Miles and Q Rich. Anytime anybody talks about Keith Claus, they have nothing but great things to say about that guy. That's awesome. And it's weird because as fans, we have such a weird, you know, different view of him. Yeah, yeah. At, I mean, everybody says, you know, shout out Keith Claus, love that guy. So, you know, I, I hope he's doing a lot better. That's awesome. They got yeah. they got a famous NBA coach. They they do they do Dave Campo and then uh, Corsley Edwards um, also played and then their coach this year. Yep, Daniel Marshall. That's right. Yeah. And I would think that this team would be doing a lot better with Daniel Marshall. And, you know, he's also got a son on the team. Daniel Marshall Jr. is on the team. And is that naming your kid after you again? I know. It's NBA players always name their son right. their, with their name. But his son, he was a good player in, in high school. Kind of a weird player. Average eight points, nine rebounds, and eight blocks Whoa. in high school. I wow. mean, that's nearly a triple-double. Yeah. And he's just not a scorer. And he didn't really play much this year. I'm curious to see what he – you know what what ends up happening with him next year um but then right now their leading scorers ian Krishman. he's a sophomore he's averaging 12 greg outlaw a freshman and then miles baker is also a freshman jameer reed's a freshman so i mean they had a lot of freshmen coming up um so it's gonna be really interesting to see where this team goes next year but again it's like the nba guys not having successful college teams. It's it's yeah. weird how that happens. We've seen that a lot lately throughout this March Madness special. Well and they're they're in the they're in the cellar, the three and fifteen um in the conference and four and twenty seven overall. So Yeah, I'm hoping you can maybe get some recruits over there. Um, well with the name you think so, you know what I mean? So Yeah, but that that school has never been known for its basketball necessarily. Right. I mean you see it with the one alumni or two few alumni, Cruzley Edwards and Keith Kloss. Sure, but so. it's not like Keith Kloss was ripping the NBA up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. He had a badass afro, but Oh yeah, he was tall as hell too, wasn't he? Like seven, seven three. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Fairly Dickinson Knights um, alumni is John Spencer from the West Wing, 
uh, Peggy Noonan, Seth Greenberg. Um, that's about all we got for alumni there. Yeah, and then they got Coach Greg Hardena over there. He came over from UMass Lowell. He did he did well over there. And then the assistant coach's last name is Hamburger. I wow. just thought that was worth noting because I, I was cracking up. That's just a, that. that's such a bad last name to have when you're a kid, it's right? Like, Hamburger. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cheesy. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> bad jokes all around. Uh, Jaleel Jenkins is their leading scorer. He's averaging 16. I, I really love this guy. I've watched him. I watched his team a lot more last year than I had this year. I've probably only <coughs> – seen one game of them this year but last year Jenkins was a lot of fun to watch for me um he's averaging 16 this year he's a one-man fast break when he gets the rebound I mean he's fearless going to the rim he gets the rebound he's going he's, he's attacking the rim every single time um he's somehow in control when he's out of control if that makes sense no it makes complete sense <laughs> complete sense like it's gonna sound really bizarre but in a way he almost reminds me of a Manu Ginobili type really yeah just the way that they like knife knife to the rim and kind of go to the basket when you think they're about to travel or make a bonehead play he'll finish at the basket right and the thing is he will make a bonehead play here and there but then he'll make up for it with a big play on the other end on the defensive end so i like his game a lot and i think he makes guys better he had 31 against wagner so the guy can play um caleb caleb bishop is another guy on that team is a senior averaging 13 and 8 xavier malone averaging 12 and then elijah williams averaging 11 and 7 so they they got some balance on this team too. I think it's a dangerous team in this conference. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out on top, especially with the leadership of like Jenkins and just with how he makes guys around him better. I think that's important. They're right in the middle. Time. They're right in the middle of the pack in nine and six too. Yeah. So yeah, you never know. I mean, especially in this type of division. Yeah. Uh, so next team we got is the Long Island Sharks. Do 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 do. Don't do it for, for all for all you don't do dads it. and moms that got little kids, dude. You know that awful. I'm song. about to leave this podcast <laughs> right now. Peace out. <laughs> uh, alumni. Yeah, alumni: Dina Meyer, Don Ackerman, and then Carrie Scurry, and then Daisy Martinez and Ray Felix. So not a, not big names, but I mean yeah. notable names. Then they're coached by Derek Kellogg. And their main score right now is Raquan Clark, six six senior. I love this guy's game a lot. Uh, he's averaging twenty seven rebounds and five assists. Really does it all. Um, to me, he's got a little bit of a Paul Pierce game as far as putting the ball on the floor and driving. I wouldn't say like he's got that mid range fadeaway like Pierce, but like going to the rim, he definitely draws the contact and finishes at the rim just like a Pierce. Um, I would like to see improvements on his shot if he tries to, you know, play at the next level. I mean, he's shooting 32% from three. I think that's got to go up a little bit because, I mean, that's a college three line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he's shooting 50% from the field, so he's got a good mid-range game, gets to the basket easy. And I think he does have a chance at the next level. I don't think he's somebody that gets drafted, but I think he's somebody that finds a way. And then Trin Flowers is another guy I like, 6'9", junior, averaging 14 and 10. And then they got Jermaine Jackson, junior, um, and he's a 5'10", sophomore, and he's averaging 11. He's got good range. <coughs> he's another guy that can really shoot off the dribble. And his pops, he's a former Nick. I'm sure nice. you remember Jermaine Jackson. I don't. Oh, my gosh. I've had so many bad players, but I do not. 
<laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny. I belong to this one website, or not website, Twitter page, where they do like, uh, they have one that's like Timeless Jets, and it's like Jets, I completely forgot we're on the team. Yeah. And they do the same thing where it's like, uh, this one guy's like, name name some Knicks you forgot were Knicks. And my God, the, <laughs> the amount of people on that team that I completely forgot were on that team was amazing. Yeah. I tried to block out a lot of the bad. <laughs> the bad. I think the early 2000s, right after the last playoff appearance, before the the one playoff appearance we had with Melo and, and Amari, those teams were fucking trash. Yeah. Like Howard Isley and... They were they were so bad. I, I mean, when I think your best Jermaine Jackson's on that, he team. probably was your best player on that team was uh, Crazy Eyes Kurt Ram uh, Kurt Thomas. <laughs> That's your best player on that. T- they were just bad, dude. God, they were so bad. Yeah, I still watch though, man. I, I'm I don't give up on my teams. Um, that team is uh, not the those Knicks, but they're nine and nine. They're right in the they're right in the mix too. But so one thing about them, they played Texas Tech. They played Rhode Island. Okay. They played San Diego State. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if they came out in the conference or if these games helped them to come out of this conference because I think they're better than advertising. I mean, they're playing against, you know, a team that's ranked number one at one time. Yeah. Texas Tech that's yeah. coming off a national championship. Yeah. And then Rhode Island that's a solid team. Solid teams. So it's nice to see them get some of those games. That out might of the help them. I mean, I think they got the shit kicked out of them, but <laughs> I mean I don't think that I know that. Yeah. But, I mean, at least they played them, you know. Yeah. Okay, the Merrimack Warriors. This is super interesting because their alumni is Charlie Daniels, Devil down to Georgia, Charlie Daniels, <laughs> and then you got Carl Yastrzemski, which is probably one of the best Red Sox players. Um, then Bill Harian. Yeah, th- I mean that's that's some talented alums for that. Probably the most talented alums so far in this school that we have, this conference. I would assume. Yeah, and I always forget about Merrimack. I always forget that they're a school, um, but they're coached by Joe Gallo. And Jaleel Ford, Javaris Haynes, and Idris Joyner, they're all averaging about that 9, 10 points per game range. And um, I don't know. They had a good month of January. They won 14 of their last 18. The team spaces the floor. They really move the ball well. I mean, they're kind of irritating to guard. They're 14-4. and four. They're leading the conference, and they're 20-11 overall. So Yeah, so if for a team that I don't follow – Compared to some of these other teams, the two games I have watched, they have been a real problem for defenses. And I think it's because they're so well balanced. Um, Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers. <laughs> um, Creative name. Yes. By the way. Uh, <laughs> alumni. Yet yet again, Zach does not disappoint. <laughs> TJ Burns, Money, Bobsledder. Yeah, I, I don't think we've ever heard the word money and bobsledder in the he same He was sentence. ranked number one celebrity on that list, and it said he was a bobslayer. So I'm like, well, if I don't know him, somebody must. So, so he's got to be money. So for all you bobslayers out there, T.J. Burns, boom. Harry Hughes, 57th governor of Maryland. Fred Carter, yeah. Yeah, good NBA name. Nicknamed yeah. Mad Dog. I, yeah. I used to love that guy. Yeah. Great years in Philly. And then they're coached by Dan Engelstad. Then Damian Chong Key, five eight sophomore, is really their guy. He's averaging twelve four and four. Uh, he's a left handed guard. I really like his game a lot. He's, for his size, he's not like what you would think. He's not you know like water bug quick. Right. He's just like solid, really smart player. I like his game. Um, and then Jalen Gibbs, six three, averaging eleven. 
Morris Jefferson and Apuku all averaging in the 9-10 range. So this is another team that's really balanced. You know, you kind of see that a lot in this conference. You see yeah. a lot of guys averaging right that 9-10 Yeah, range. there's no big world beaters in this conference Yeah, that we're seeing. They're um, they're turn- sort of lower in the pack. They're three-way tie um, at 7-11. and 11. Yeah. Um, overall, they're 11-20. Uh, and 20, So they're getting it done more in the conference than they are outside the conference. Uh, next team after this is the Robert Morris Colonials. I love this alumni, by the way. You got Wale, the rapper, Wale. And then uh, you got Hank Fraley, NFL, Brianne McLaughlin, a goalie on the U.S. women's hockey team. So they, they got some they got some notable alumni. I thought there'd be more NBA guys. I didn't see any NBA guys, which just surprised me. Yeah. I mean, any worth noting. You well, know right, I mean? right, right. Because they're normally in the tournament here yeah. and there, so... But uh, Coach Andrew Toole, he played at Elon. And then they got Mike. I I never pronounced this guy's name right. Do you remember this guy from the Mavericks? Yes. Yeah. Mike Uzzolino. That's pretty close. Yeah. I could never pronounce that damn name. But he was a good player for the Mavericks. And then Josh Williams, their senior at averaging 13. Um, Tied Division I single-game record for three-pointers made. He made 15 in 2018. Scored forty nine that game. Wow, that's a lot of threes. That well, that's basically all his points. Yeah, and then brother John, I mean, is also on the team, and they both went to St. Vincent St. Mary, which is where LeBron went. So, I thought that was cool. I, and I I remember when when that guy hit fifteen threes. That was that was crazy. That was like that two years really back, crazy. I believe. Then uh, <coughs> they got AJ Brahma, six seven, averaging twelve and eight. He's a junior. They this team's got an eight man rotation. And with all eight averaging over five points per game, so they're definitely a system team, and the system works. So they're definitely maximizing their potential over there because they don't have any uh, anyone on this team other than maybe Williams that will wow you. And Williams is still a little bit streaky to me. I mean, he's not somebody that's going to get you 20 every single night. You right. Know? But uh, they're disciplined. I mean, they played Notre Dame, Pitt, Marquette. So I mean they do they did play some tough games this yeah, year. So thir- thirteen and five in the conference and seventeen and fourteen overall. Yeah. So that's yeah you can definitely tell that they're better in the conference and they are playing some tough teams. Next team we have is the Sacred Heart Pioneers. Kevin Nealon from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Fame Lydia Hurst. John Ratzenberger, which is Cliff from Cheers. So we got two Cheers yeah. alumni in the conference. The, this is the Cheers conference. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Drell uh, Brinkley, which is Major League Baseball. And uh, let's talk about the Sacred Heart Pioneers. Yeah, they're coached by Anthony Latina. And uh, their main guy is AJ Onasiki, a 6'6 junior, averaging 16 and 11. He had 26 and 26 points, 22 rebounds against Long Island. Wow, at 6'6. That's impressive. Yeah, 10 for 11 from the line. So that's a guy that really is not afraid of drawing contact. Nope. Yeah, he plays a lot of more of those guys. Yeah, he plays a lot of bully ball down there. And then uh, Kareem Ozier, 6'1", averaging 13. He's a sophomore. Then Aaron Clark, also sophomore, averaging 11. And then Kenan LaRose, 6'3", senior, averaging 10. Uh, This team's getting hot. They've won five of their last six. This is a team that's getting warm. Well, and it's a perfect time to get warm, obviously, because we're – Going into the tournament, there they're uh, twelve and six in the conference, which has put them about two games out of the top seed. So that's actually pretty good for those guys. But they're nineteen and twelve overall, which shows that they can get it done outside of the conference. Also, yeah, this is a conference which is really well balanced. It's like almost any team can come. Uh, yeah, out Yeah, I totally you know? agree with you on that. So next team we got is the St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers. Um, there's some good coaching in this alumni. You got the uh, Vince Lombardi, the almighty coach of the Packers, Joe Torre. 
um, who did an excellent job with the Yankees. Uh, Dan Henning, who is a great, great coach in the NFL. Um, Ed Jenkins, Bill Bacall, he played for the Jets and the Raiders. Jerry DiNardo, yeah, there's, a, there's an insane <laughs> amount of great coaches in this. Yeah, that's a good coaching tree to come it out of, you super know. Super is. Yeah. So... And then uh, another coach that isn't quite on their level yet, but uh, Glenn Breka, he's a coach of the team right now. And then Chauncey Hawkins, that's their main guy, five foot eight junior, averaging fifteen three and three. Uh, I I remember him um, more so in high school though. He's ranked eleventh in the state of New Jersey. And if you know anything about New Jersey high school basketball, it's really competitive, especially in like the Cambridge area. I do. I played in New Jersey high school basketball, so <laughs> yeah, I, see, I know we, that. You got a Cambridge legend over here. <laughs> ah, no, I, I know about that for sure. I mean. There's a lot of uh, a lot of great New York and New Jersey teams for sure. Yeah, guys like Dewan Wagner came out of that area. I mean, there's a lot of it's very competitive over there. And uh, they got Denise Kalen, a six eight senior, averaging eleven and six. Then you got Rob Higgins, six one freshman. Uh, his dad played with the Chargers, so he's got a little bit of the athletic tree in there. Um, he he finished his high school career with twenty two thousand two hundred seventy eight points, which is the third most all time in history of the league in that high school. And he became the first student athlete ever to lead the Shore Conference in scoring three times. And wow! Yeah, led it three years in a row. So this guy can score, and he's only a freshman. I think he's going to explode next year. I really do. If he if if he's confident and scores the way that he was in in high school, so. well, and only being a freshman, and and he's got wow. I'm just looking at the next guy here. Sounds like some kind of weird fucking meal at McDonald's. <laughs> unique McLean, <laughs> yeah, unique McLean. He's yeah. a six two senior. He's a good player though. I mean, I know he's got a unique name, but uh, <laughs> he's averaging eleven and eight. Uh, he's got five double doubles in the last six games. So. I mean, he's he's playing well at the right time. They're towards the the back end of the conference. They're seven and eleven um, in the conference, and they're thirteen and seventeen overall. So, um, probably not doing it this this no. year. But I mean, next year if Higgins plays with more confidence, I think you're going to see this team with quite a few more wins. The uh, next team after that is the St. Francis, uh, Pennsylvania Red Flashes. Red Flashes, really? <laughs> okay. Well, oh, okay. So. Um, Charles Schwab. Yeah. That's interesting. Kevin Porter. Do you remember Kevin Porter? I do remember Kevin Porter. Did He had one of the filthiest crossovers I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, low-key, nobody talks about it, but yeah. he had one leg longer than the other. So, like, it really threw dudes off. Like, he would kind of stop on his longer leg. Yeah. He would, like, lunge forward with his longer leg and then whip it behind the back really quick on his lower leg oh, and wow. crossover. That's you know crazy. I mean? It was filthy. Was it, like, a big, was it like a big difference in, like, legs? Like, I, a, I think like a couple a, inches? It's a, a few inches. I mean, there's wow. a pretty big difference. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Norm Van Leer, um, Marie Stokes, um, the guy we just talked about yeah, from the Mavs. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Ike Luzino, yeah. And John McCarthy from the NFL. Yeah. So talk to us about the red flashes. Coach Rob Kremel, that's way easier to pronounce than Mike Luzino. And then uh, their main guy right now is Isaiah Blockman. He's a 6'1 senior, averaging 19-5. and five. This guy's a really solid player. I've seen him play quite a bit this year. He uses the baseline really well, and he's a good outside shooter with really good shooting mechanics. I mean, it's, every time he shoots it, I think it's going to go in. Um, his footwork and step back is really effective low-key explosive dunker like he doesn't look like he's a freak athlete by any means but just out of nowhere 
you'll kind of see him come down the key and, you know, throw down a two-hand jam. So he plays strong, which is what I really like about him. And then Keith Braxton is another guy I really like. Uh, he's averaging 17, 7.5 rebounds and 3.7 assists. Wow. And you remember Stephen Jackson. Of course. Like, I'm not saying he's as good as Stephen Jackson, but right. his play style definitely reminds me a lot of Stephen Jackson. Gotcha. Just the way they play and kind of – you know, step backs. And I mean, he's got an elite rip through. He really does. It's probably one of the more elite rip throughs, which sounds silly to talk about, yeah. but I mean, the little things in basketball is what makes you a great player. No, absolutely. And this is what he has uh, elite rip through and a good first step and a good step back. And I think that's why you're seeing him play so well. And then, uh, miles Thompson is another player averaging 10. They've won eight of their last nine, three of their losses came from some really good teams i mean vcu is one lost to richmond by two and then they got the shit kicked out of my florida state but i mean florida state was ranked pretty high though right oh yeah so i mean at least they're playing these teams and i yeah. think that's going to help them um i think they're my favorite coming out of this conference to be honest um i think braxton blackman can get it done but i think they both have to show up if they're going to do it yeah they're they're tied for second in the conference at 13 and 5 and they're 20 and 9 overall yeah. So they're definitely uh, they definitely could get it done for sure. The last team we have in this division is the or conference, whatever you want to call it, is the Wagner Seahawks. Um, why does that name sound so familiar for the first alumni? I, I don't know. I, I think she. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I I would know two hours ago when I looked this up, <laughs> but I don't know now. But uh, we we I know why Jim Carroll's familiar, and that's the guy from our movie draft. Poet in the autobiography oh of the basketball God. diaries. So good. I know Craig would like that one. So it's the Jim Carroll that went to Wagner. Thank you for um, making Rich Kotite one of the big alums, <laughs> the worst fucking coach the Jets have ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like that. Dude, they went. He he shows up and his his first season is three and eleven. And he follows that up with a whopping one and fifteen season. He was trash. Nice trash. And then and then Parcells came back in and righted the ship, but. Yeah, he was not a good coach whatsoever. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to end this conference on a bad note. That's for okay. You. Well, you know what? Like, yeah, Wagner Wagner doesn't have much of a better record. Maybe Rich Coach is coaching him right now, but I know that's not the case. The coach? Yeah, uh, Bashir Mason. <coughs> he's coaching Wagner. <coughs> uh, so Bashir Mason Mason is the coach over there, and then Curtis Cobb. He's leading the team in scoring. He's their senior, averaging 16. Alex Morales, 13-5. And then they have Tyrone Nesby's oh, wow. on that team, which I found interesting. The fourth. Yeah, the fourth. So wow. I didn't know there was. I didn't know there was four, four either. Wow. So he's not doing too much this year, but it's cool to see you know another Tyrone Nesby out there playing ball. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I just don't see this Wagner team doing anything. They're at the bottom, right? They're, uh, they're second to last. Second they're to last, five, yeah. five and 13 um, in the conference, and they're 8-21 and 21 overall. Yeah, so. they got to get some recruits and build that program up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are not messing around, and we're giving you a ton of value, more value than you actually realize. We are now going to our next conference, which is going to be the Ohio Valley Conference, and uh, we're going to start with the Austin P. Governors. Um, there's a wow. There's a ton of alumni here. Oh yeah, kind of interesting now. <laughs> uh, AJ Ellis, um, George Sherrill, um, Major League Baseball players, Bob Harper, personal trainer on the Bigger Loser. Is that the guy who just had the heart attack? I'm not sure. I, I didn't read anything about that. Is he the tattooed that. guy? 
Um, I don't. I'm not very familiar with him, but I do know he's on Biggest Loser. So, so one of the Biggest Loser guys, like Mr. Tough Guy, <laughs> actually had a heart attack doing CrossFit. Oh wow! Yeah, changed his whole entire lifestyle after that, which That's is crazy. really interesting. Um, Trent Hassel, uh, Jeff Jeff Gooch, Bubba Wells, Bonnie Sloan, Fly Williams. Uh, you want to tell me about Fly Williams? Yeah, Fly Williams. He was a legend, and it's really unfortunate he could have had like a really solid professional career. But, I mean, he's like a streetball legend. He was listed as one of the top 50 greatest streetballers of all time uh, by multiple magazines, and the most notable one would be the Street Basketball Association. I didn't even know they had that, but apparently it's kind of a bigger deal. And his career ended on a robbery attempt. And on that robbery attempt, he was shot and had to have like a like a lung repaired or something Whoa. like that. And that was so, the end of him. Yeah, so that was like the end of his career, but he still continued to play, you know, street ball and everything and still remain that status, but uh, he could have had a really solid career. I think he played a year in the ABA, if I'm not mistaken, but definitely not what could have been, so that's a little bit unfortunate. I love the chant, though, Yeah, that they have for him. That's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, so this school, their chant for him, you know, when Austin P was playing, <laughs> they, would, they would chant, Fly is open. Let's go peace. <laughs> so good. Hey, yeah. real quick before we move on to the before we actually move on to the team, uh, one of the things I want to say, I think it's very cool that there's a streetball association because there's a lot of great streetball players that never made it to the big leagues. Oh, yeah. And I think it's cool that they're getting some recognition because personally, it's it is a part of the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Streetball. I mean, how many guys would play streetball in the summer times? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 an important part of the culture that I'm glad that they're starting to recognize more, which I really believe they yeah, really like should. When you go to Rucker Park, that's historic over there. In Absolutely, yeah. Because I went over there in Harlem just this last summer, and I mean, it's a big deal. You over can there. feel I, it, can't you? When you step on that court, you can totally feel yeah. it. And I I got some time to shoot around by myself, and it was just like kind of a I was like a kid on Christmas morning, and you know? it was awesome. I know. Did you ever think you'd shoot? You know, play, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. I never did. But I had two hours to myself, and I. I'm a grown man, just feeling like I'm a kid again. But yep. some of the biggest games, like Julius Irving, mm-hmm. he had like packed houses. Oh, absolutely! It was a legit. I mean, those summertime games, legit, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys. I mean, Marbury. Oh yeah, Telfair. Um, Ray for Ray for Alston. Right, there was yeah. a ton of guys. I mean, there was famous people that would go watch those games too. So it wasn't like. These dudes were just playing. I mean, there'd be very famous musicians and actors and other yeah. basketball players in the, in the stands. And too. they have some big big time high school tournaments there as well. Oh, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Um, so let's talk about Austin. Yeah, they're they're coached by Matt Figger, and he's Ohio Valley Coach of the Year in 2017 and 18. A quote from Michael Beasley. I just kind of found this comical. I mean, it's true, but it's just kind of funny that's coming the, from the, Michael the, Beasley. The, the Michael New York Nick, eight million other. <laughs> On different teams, Michael Beasley? Yeah, that Michael Beasley. But uh, his quote is, Coach Fig is a first-class man and a terrific teacher. He helped me develop my my mid-range game and made sure that we knew the importance of being in excellent condition. I couldn't be happier for him and know he'll do great things at Awesome P. But the thing that was just funny to me was how he taught him the importance of condition. And I feel like that's the one thing that, that Beasley, Beasley lacked. Yeah, isn't that classic? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I love Michael Beasley. I do too, and I've man. Heard, I loved him as a Nick, man. And hey, I've heard nothing but great things about him. I, he sounds pretty misunderstood. Everyone says he's a great teammate. But um, this team, they, they got a stud on this team, man. Terry Tyler, I don't know if you've ever seen him play. But I have it, not. 
Oh, I, I love watching this guy play. I've seen a couple of these guys' games, and to me, he's actually, in my opinion, the most fascinating player this year to me. He's averaging 21-10 and 10 in 1.5 blocks and a steal. He's shooting 30% from three, but he's... He's only six five. Is he averaging twenty? Is he averaging ten rebounds or ten assists? That's ten rebounds. That's I impressive mean, for a six five. It's really is he small for us, uh, shooting guard. No, he's he's like a power forward. He plays like at six five. I'm telling you, it's wow. it's bizarre. He's like a mix of PJ Tucker, like his build. Okay, but his game is like a Zach Randolph. Really, it's really bizarre. But uh, so he plays a lot a lot taller than his actual height. I wouldn't say taller. He just plays bigger because he's not necessarily a great athlete. Okay, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't play over the rim. He plays below the rim, and a couple of these games that just wowed me. Uh, 37 points and 16 rebounds against Southeast Louisiana. He had 26 points and 23 rebounds against Belmont, which is a game I saw. And, I mean, Belmont's a really good team. Mm -hmm. And then he has 39 points, 9 rebounds against McKendree, 32 and 12 against UT Martin, 37 and 14 against Tennessee State. Mm. I mean, he's a beast, but, I mean, when he catches it on the low block, it's absolutely over. Like a throwback player? game yeah in sense. yeah it's kind of like a i mean like i said he's got like that zach randolph game where the ball he just gets in perfect position gets a lot of offensive rebounds and kind of out overpowers people but nobody's talking about him he's not on any draft boards mm. and i think he's one of the most un, underappreciated the guys i bet just because of the size one plus the school and the conference he's in right but i guarantee you he's gonna find a way in the league and maybe be like a pj tucker type okay but uh, another guy that they like or that I like is their freshman, and that's Jordan Adams. He's averaging 17. This team's they're, – they're getting hot. They've only lost four games since the new year, and they beat Murray State once, and Murray State's at the top of that conference. Yep, yes, they so are. this is a team to maybe keep an eye on. I don't know if they have enough, but Terry Tyler, that guy is – a beast, and I'm really I'm really excited to see what he does next year, and you know whatever he decides to do moving forward. They're 14 and four in the conference, which puts them only a game behind the lead because Murray State and Belmont are tied at 15 and three, and they're 20 and 11 overall. So it's not like they're just getting it done in the conference; they're getting it done outside the conference too. Yeah, which is cool to see. Uh, moving on, uh, speaking of Belmont, uh, Belmont Bruins, the next team we're going to talk about. This is a really interesting. Um, this is a really interesting. Uh, Alumni. I mean, Brad Paisley, what an amazing guitar player he is. Yeah. Um, Kimberly Locke, who's an American Idol. Um, Chris Young, DJ Qual- Quails. Qualls. I don't, I don't care. I hate DJs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Melinda Doolittle, American Idol. Like 100 other singers parading in the streets of Nashville, of course. Yeah, and there's then, so many singers in Nashville. But then it's funny because that, after all these like singers and you know guitarists, you just have Eon Clark. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Come, you know, I'll tell you. Let's say something real quick that's super important. Man, I have tons of friends that live in Nashville right now. Yeah. Um, I have. A, I'm a musician by trade, and uh, a lot of my buddies are musicians that are living there, trying to make it big. And uh, you know, much love to them, and really hoping the rebuild isn't is. Um, huge as it looks like it's going to be there's yeah. a lot of things that got destroyed and um shout out to our boy in nashville who is uh up in the podcast yeah that was awesome tell a story real quick this is awesome you know it was it was really it was really funny there's a stand-up comedian in nashville and he had a live feed on oh he's a stand-up tornadoes. comedian yeah he's a stand-up oh, that's comedian. even better yeah and he had a live feed on the tornadoes and I, you know, I wanted to see what was going on with the tornadoes, so I, I tuned in. And while I'm watching this feed, 
he gives us a shout out on his live feed and he says wow not my house podcast like you know welcome to the feed and then he went on to say how he wanted to be on the podcast and all this so we're gonna have to get this guy on the podcast on at some point but he's a really funny guy and he also had a lot of really nice things to say about nashville and that's uh brandon shorty rise shout out to him looks like he's a stand-up comic so next time i make it out to nashville i'm gonna have to see where he's at and you know show him some support but uh if you've never heard of him check him out he's a really funny guy and then who else who else gave us a shout that followed us Oh, uh, Liberty basketball player. Yeah, Scotty James. Thank you for the for for the like on there, my man, uh, and, and for the follow. We really appreciate Dude, you guys. Exciting, and looking forward man. to seeing you guys play this year. Not even not even three months into this podcast, man, and things are <laughs> happening like that, which is amazing. I never, I mean, we always wanted it to go big like that, but it's really cool that like we're actually seeing little things like that. Especially when you're, I'm a big Scotty James fan, so that was really cool. So that made my day. Thank you, Scotty James, and good That's luck to awesome. you guys. Um, but you know, Belmont getting back to Belmont, this is a dangerous team every single year. Um, they have a new coach this year, coach Casey Alexander. Um, he just came from Lipscomb and he led them to their best three year stretch in their division one era and to their first NCAA appearance, which is a big deal for Lipscomb because they're a smaller school. But, I mean, Lipscomb was ranked top 25 nationally in numerous statistical categories, including, you know, scoring offense, scoring margin, assists per game, field goal percentage, free throws made, free throw percentage, and and defensive rebounding. Those are a lot of categories being the top 25 for a smaller school. Well, a lot of different categories, too, right? It's not just, like, all offensive. I mean, defensive rebounding, you know, foul shot percentage, which is, you know, that that just shows the, the coach is meticulous on paying attention. Yeah, you know what I mean, like really working on because really, like I mean, what are the odds of having a bunch of guys shoot great foul shots? Right, you know what I mean, without working on them, right, without coming up with some kind of like you know stuff during practice that allows them to to you know shoot better because you see that. I mean, you know, my boy R.J. Barrett, man, I love you, bro, <laughs> but you got to learn how to shoot foul shots. You're killing us. So it shows that it's dis- he's a disciplined coach. You can definitely see that. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's carrying over this year because it's his first year at Belmont, and they're still right at the top of the conference also. Um, but, I mean, they have some good players too. Adam Kunkel, <coughs> he's a 6'3 sophomore. He's averaging 16, and apparently he's a sand volleyball player. I've never heard of sand volleyball. That's got to be the same thing as beach, just there yeah, must not got, be a beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, you know, but uh, but that's got to be – he's got to have hops. Oh, yeah, he's a good athlete. If, if he's jumping, playing – because, I mean, you ever played – Beach volleyball? It's not easy. Not at all. Yeah. Close. It's fun as hell, but yeah. not easy. True. Especially when you're six coronas deep. Ah, and then, uh, <laughs> look out. And then uh, No virus, though. <laughs> then Nick Mazinski, a 6'11 sophomore, averaging 15'6. He's a stud. He's big time for that team. And then Tyler Scanion, 6'7 senior, averaging 12'4. And, and Grayson Murphy's averaging 10'7.5 and six assists. So Solid. He, yeah, and, he, and he's a sophomore, 6'3 sophomore. So... They got a lot of weapons on this team, and, and a I, lot of growth if the, if the kids stay. A lot of Three growth. Sophomores that are that are averaging very well. Yeah, I mean that's huge. It, it it is huge, and so they have a good future with a good coach, and they also have their senior leader in Tyler Scanion. And this is a dangerous team. They're dangerous every year, but it's also a new look Belmont because we're new used to seeing you know the three point high three point shooting belmont and that's slowly changing mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see what he does in the next couple of years of that program can i do a quick psa yeah 
Okay, this is important. I feel like we have a lot of intelligent listeners. So if you have friends that aren't intelligent, please let them know that they cannot get the coronavirus from drinking Corona. <laughs> corona is literally losing their ass right now. That's I'm not, actually a thing. No, 38% yeah. of Americans think you can get the coronavirus from drinking Corona. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they're actually in trouble, like, financially. I'm, like, not wow. joking. Like, I'm dead serious. So I'm not a fan of Corona beer, but you know what? It would really suck to see them go out of business because of, of idiots. So yeah. if you have a friend that's not too smart and thinks he can get the disease from drinking a Corona, please tell him to have a couple Coronas. <laughs> Um, moving on, Eastern Illinois Panthers. Um, wow, this is quite the alumni. Yeah, right. I mean, John Malkovich, what an amazing actor. Tony Romo. Romo to me is a better announcer than he was a player. He was a hell of a player. Good for you for getting that money. He gets paid before Dak Prescott. He's also an awesome basketball player. Is he really? He was a great high school player. Really? A lot of people think he might have been able to make it to the league. Wow. Yeah. A and lot of what people is he, said that. Six three, six four. Right. He wasn't he, that he, tall for a quarterback. No, he, he was like a point guard. <laughs> He was a guard, but apparently he's a wow. great shooter and a great floor general that shows on the field. Yeah, yeah, he was. A, he definitely was a player that he made a lot of bonehead mistakes, but at the same time, he uh, he definitely got it done on the field. So I love listening to you on on Sundays, Tony. If you're listening to me right now, you're probably not. That's okay. Uh, Lisa Ray McCoy, Joan Allen, Mike Shanahan, great coach. Jeff Gossett. Sean Payton, another great coach. Kevin Duckworth, nice. Yeah, I love Duck. Uh, Brad Childress, Mike. So. Uh, talk to us about the team after we just went through 9,000 alumni. So. Yeah, Coach uh, Jay Spoonhour, and he could play a little bit. He was all-time – or, uh, I'm sorry, all-team selection at Pitt State when, back in his playing days. So he could play a little bit. And then Josiah Wallace, he's a 6'4 junior. He's averaging 15-4. He was actually ranked number 12th point guard in the state of Illinois coming out of high school. So, I mean, he's a good player. He's a very good player. And then they have Max Smith, 6'2 junior, averaging 13. And then George Dixon, uh, George Dixon is averaging 11 and 8. They're on a four-game win streak, including Murray State and Austin P. So, I mean, it's a nice streak that they're on, and it's a good time to have this streak going in the tournament. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can do anything. Uh, I don't know if they're going to, but it is a nice win streak to finish out the well, year. Well, yeah, they're 9-9 nine nine right now, which puts them more towards the top of the conference, to be honest with you, Yeah, because they got that log jam at the top of the conference. They're 16-14 and 14 overall, but you make good points. I mean, if you're beating teams that are 1-2-3 and three in the conference um, towards the end of the season, too, that's yeah. going to bode well for you, I think. You're going to have that confidence going into that into that conference play, I believe, personally. Yeah, like in this conference, a four-game win streak wouldn't mean as much to me, but to see Murray State and Austin P as one of those teams, that exactly. says something. Um, okay, so Jacksonville State Gamecocks are our next team. Um, Heather Whitestone, uh, Reynolds Wolf, which is CNN. I don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> um, Eric Davis from the Niners. Eric Davis was a really good corner. Um, really, really good corner for the Niners back in the uh, 90s. Um, Randy Owen, Keith McKellar. Okay. And then uh, Walker Russell. He's a Reno Bighorn for a minute. Nice. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Yeah, they're uh, coached by Ray Harper. And some of their main players are Jakara Cross. He's their senior leader, averaging 12-4. and four. They have Detorian Ware, who's a sophomore, six foot four, averaging twelve and five, and then Kane Henry, six seven junior, averaging eleven and six. Um, I don't have too much to say on this team. I truthfully haven't really watched much of these guys at all. Okay. Um, I they're at the bottom of the conference, from what I understand. Yeah, they're right? eight, they're yeah. ten right now, and uh, thirteen and eighteen overall. So they're not getting it done outside of the conference either. Yeah, this is one of these teams I haven't seen a whole lot, but from everything that I've heard, they're just kind of building that program right sure. now. And they just don't really have 
the go-to scorer right now. They're still trying to like figure that out, and I think they just need that recruit to like to, they, they need a go-to guy. And 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 who knows if they'll get it? We'll see. Um, Morehead State Eagles. This is a really interesting um, alumni. Chuck Woolery of the Dating Game. Yeah. Phil Sims. Um, God, who else? Um, Gary Shirk and John Roush. Yep. MLB and Kenneth, Kenneth Fareed, the Manimal. Nice. I I love Kenneth Fareed. I do in too. He was. He's always been like. He's always been talked about about going to the Knicks and trades every fucking year, and it never <laughs> happens. But yeah. like, I would have loved him about five years ago, four or five years ago. I think he would have been. Awesome. Or in the nineties, he's he's totally old school. Oh, he's player, totally right? old. That's yeah. why I wanted him. I mean, I thought he, you know, he's a guy that that was tough, a lot of rebounds. I mean, he was he's a solid player. Do you know who he's playing with right now? Uh, he was on the Rockets. I think he's a free agent. I, I believe. Be interesting to see if someone picked him up for that playoff. They run. should. Anybody that hustles like that, they should. Um, he might be too tall for the Rockets. You know, it's really funny. <laughs> uh, side note: I, ju- I just thought of this. Um, so you remember when Rick Pitino got in trouble for mm-hmm. that? You know, having sex in that restaurant or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> so that year, um, Louisville ends up playing Morehead State. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> so everybody's just yeah, yeah, it, yep. just the the, the jokes that oh you know the, the Patino stopper was Morehead State. So. Isn't that funny too? When you think about like, like it's weird because we're just people, right? You know, and your friends do dumb shit all the time, right? Yeah. But isn't it weird when you think about like him having sex in a bathroom? Yeah, isn't that bizarre? Like or like you know like any type of like a big time coach getting yeah. like in trouble for something? It just seems like weird you know what i mean it's too bad because he's a great coach and i know his players respected him yeah he was a know. nick f- coach for a hot minute back yeah. in the late yeah, in the late celtics 80s. during the dark days yeah, yeah. 80, 80 yeah he didn't his we, game didn't translate coaching wise to the nba no we both went through the patino mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. but anyways enough about patino uh on to morehead state uh the <laughs> eagles <laughs> and uh yeah they're like you said, their alumni is something. But uh, some of their main players, Jordan Walker, six-foot senior, averaging 12. And then Dijamon Hunter is averaging 10. And then Tajon Claude, averaging 9 and 6. And he's only a freshman, and he's six foot eight. And I really like his game a lot. I heard about him coming out of high school, and he's averaging 21 and 12. So he's, he's a beast. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does in the next coming years. But, I mean, this team isn't – you know, contending they're, this they're year. They're not now. They're definitely towards the back end of the of the conference at seven eleven. Um, they're another team that's thirteen and eighteen, just like Jackson Jacksonville State is. So yeah, but with a few seniors leaving, if they can get just a couple good supporting cast, maybe some transfers or some new freshmen alongside Claude, that that could be a good team. Well, it definitely seems like it's a top heavy division, and then it just bottoms out. Yeah. So like if you like you said, if they do what they just they're going to do, if they can do that. You could see them going to thirteen and five. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Twelve and six, and being more in the hunt next year. I mean, it, it looks like it's a wide open division, to be honest with you. Besides your Belmont and your Murray State, essentially. Yeah, and if Claude just bulks up a little bit and <coughs> takes that weight room oh, serious, I think it's going to be a whole. I think those numbers could possibly double next year. Oh, I mean, if he's a six eight freshman, he's getting a feel. Who knows where? He, where'd you say he came from? Did you know in high school? I, I don't know which high so school. So if he's in that area, if he's not in that area, it's a culture shock. It's a getting used to college. You know what I mean? Right. I can see his numbers being fifteen and ten next year. Yeah, for sure. And Easily. He, and I said, if he bulks up, if he even gains an inch or two, right, he'll still grow too. Uh, Murray State Racers are the next team we're going to talk about. I'm going to let you talk about their alumni because one of your boys is uh, <laughs> is an alum. A few of my boys. I love Murray State. This is my favorite team. I love watching them. I've seen so many games. Um, 
especially last year. I, I tried to catch every single game. But their alumni, Jim Varney, and then Popeye Jones. Love Popeye Jones. And then Ja Moran. That's my guy that's right there. That's your guy right there. I, I've been on the, the Ja train for the last three years. Uh, you we, don't think – you still think he wins the rookie of the year, though, right? Even easily. Though that, even though that – that um, it's a damn the Pelicans shame if he are totally different with with um, Zion in the lineup. Well, the now. Grizzlies have been totally different since they got Jaw, so they can suck. I one love it. I Jaw, love it. I'm firing them up. No, I'm firing them up. Don't guys. even get me started on that. I'm firing don't them up. Don't even get me started. You take Jaw out of that game. Grizzlies are getting the number one pick. So no Barrett. No, no, no. Jaw Morant. <laughs> then uh, Kirk Reader also on that alumni. Bud Foster. Isaiah Kanan, that's another guy I used to love out of Murray State. That's what got me to love Murray State, was watching Isaiah Kanan and those boys. And then uh, Joe Folks, Dick Cunningham, both NBA guys. But Mac, Mac Mahanan, he, he's done a great job over at Murray State. He really has ever since he took, took over that job. I thought he's done a great job, really put them on the map because not – Everybody was talking about Murray State, and then you bring in a guy like John Morant that just came out of nowhere, and that program's starting to blow up. They're kind of becoming like the butler of college basketball. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Do you think at 22-8, and eight, do you think if they don't win the conference, do you think they get in? I think they do. Yeah. I, I think they do. I think um, two co- two teams out of this conference do make it, right. I, I would think. But Murray, Would you think three made it if Belmont lost just because of how – Let's say Belmont and Murray State both lose and Austin P wins. Could you see all three of those teams going? Or is that just too many from that conference? There's always a couple other upsets in other conferences. I right. think that's a really close call in the bubble. Maybe right. too close to call because what happens is you normally get some shitty Pac-12 team that makes it because right. it's a moneymaker. Right, right. So depending on what kind of upsets that has... <coughs> If everything in every other conference goes as planned, where like the top seeds win, I could maybe see that, but I don't see it happening. Okay. I think two teams two come can, out of two this. Two teams can go out of this. Yeah, and I do think it's going to be Murray State. I do think Murray State will be one of those teams. Okay, but they're they're a great team. Murray State's a great team, and Tevin Brown is leading the way, and he's been extremely consistent all year. I mean, every single game, he's right in that fifteen to twenty point range. He's averaging seventeen. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, and, and he's a sophomore too. Yeah, and his numbers have gone up since Jaw left, so he's really taken that leadership and he scoring role. One more year, I think so. Yeah. I, 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 I hope he does. Right, but he's always in the passing lanes. The and he does weird things throughout the season to like get his teammates to be better. Like in the Kennesaw game, I watched that game and he was not looking to score. He had zero that game he's just trying to get others involved and the right. very next game he goes off for 31 to kind of remind Jeez. everybody like hey I'm like here. i can still score right <laughs> yeah so he's just one of those guys that does whatever it takes to keep his teammates on the same page and whatever it takes to win and then kj williams is another stud on this team averaging 12 and 7 6 10 sophomore i i really like him a lot he's kind of their backbone on that team i think and then javi and eves Averaging eleven, he's important. Then Anthony Smith, nine and seven, he's a senior also. So they have a lot of seniors on this team, but they also have a lot of youth, mm-hmm. and their youth is like sophomores. So I really like what they have to offer going into the tournament. Sure, yeah. And then their freshman that I really like is Desmond Robinson, six eight, and he's averaging one and a half blocks and only fourteen minutes per game. Wow. So I mean, he's one of those guys in high school when he's coming. And that's like up. six eight two. That's not like seven two. 
Yeah, it's that's impressive. He's, he's a good nose for the ball. He's a great athlete, but uh, in high school he surpassed a thousand point mark in his prep career. He also became the high school's all time leader in block shots and rebounds. So wow. he's one of those guys that next year I think you're going to hear his name quite a bit. More. Yeah, for sure. If he can get the if he can get the burn, for sure. Um, Southeast Missouri Redhawks. Um, <laughs> metal metal winner Rush Limbaugh. God, that sounds so fucking ridiculous. Um, Cedric the Entertainer. Um, you want to continue on these guys? Eugene Amano, then Conlon Carter, Kenny Mon, and Dan Conley. So interesting alumni, especially the Rush Limbaugh one and Cedric the Entertainer. You put those two in the same sentence. I oh never thought God, I'd do no, that no. ever, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> and uh, they're coached by Rick Ray. And they have Sage Tolbert, who's a sophomore, averaging nine and seven. Any relation to good old Tom? I don't believe so. I, I don't believe so. And then Alex Caldwell, averaging 11. They're both sophomores. You know, they lost Chris Harris, and that was a huge blow to this team. He was, you know, really important to that team. And I just, they're not recovering from that. So there's not much you can do after that. Once well, yeah, they're not recovering at all. I mean, they're three and fifteen in the division. Yeah, when I when I heard they lost Chris Harris, I I didn't even bother to watch him anymore. Sure, and they're seven and twenty four overall. Right. Um. Here's a mouthful. S I U Edwardsville Cougars. Um. The Big Show is on an alum. Nice. Yeah. Anywhere. Weir. Jeff Tweedy and yeah. uh, Harry Galladen. He's he was a Nick. And you know what I found. Interesting. They didn't retire his number. I was a little surprised by that. Oh, for Edwardsville? Well, both. Even even the Knicks, too. I mean, he's a a Hall of Famer, so you can't. Yeah, but we hardly retire any jerseys, man. That's true. You guys do suck. No, we've got some great (laughs) players. I'm kidding. There's a lot of history. I mean, literally, it's like, I mean, I, I think the only person, I think Ewing's the last person that had their jersey retired. I don't think anyone else from that bunch had their jersey retired. And there's guys that, I mean, Oakley never will because he wants to beat up James Dolan. But, <laughs> and, and, and and free Spike Lee now too, right? Cause yeah. Lord, my team. That team's a mess. It's a shit show. Yeah. You know. Fuck the Knicks. When you hire a GM, <laughs> when you hire a GM that has no basketball experience. Right. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, seriously. Exactly. So it made me feel better. Talk to me about the Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to make anyone feel better talking about them. Um, it's Coach Brian Baroni. It's his first year. He's only been an assistant for, you know, two years before this, and they clearly need to improve. They're towards the bottom of the conference. Zeke Moore is their junior. He's averaging 12. And then Tyrese Willard is, you know, 5'11", averaging 10, 4, and 4, which are nice numbers yeah. for his size. They just don't have enough. Cameron Williams is okay, nine, nine points. He's a good sophomore coming up, but they got to get some more players in there. And I, I hope they can. This coach just hasn't been around, so I'm curious to see what their recruiting is going to be like. Right, he doesn't have a lot of experience, and they're five and thirteen in the conference right now, eight and twenty three overall. So, don't expect big things from the Cougars this uh, this tournament um, conference tournament season. The Tennessee State Tigers, interesting alumni, uh, a ton too. of alumni. You yeah. get a car, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, William Rudolph, or Wilma Rudolph, excuse me. Um, Maurice White from Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's cool. Cleveland Eaton. Anthony Mace. Mason. Yeah, Mace. Rest in peace, Mace. Yep. One of my favorite players. Dude, I love Mace. Uh, yeah. Too Tall Jones. Uh, funny story. I actually played a gig in a casino in Reno, and Too Tall Jones and Jerry Rice and Jim Harbaugh were in the room. And the biggest thing that was trippy about Too Tall Jones was he was a very tall guy. Obviously, duh. 
I've never seen a man wider in my entire life. Like wow. his shoulders, like, dude, he was a wide individual. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, Carlos Rogers, Richard Dent, Alvin Williams, Tony Stargell. They, they actually had quite a bit um, of NFL players yeah. from this school, which is funny because it is a, definitely a small school. Yeah. Wow. And a couple NBA guys, uh, another Nick, Dick Barnett, yep. and uh, Truck Robinson. Yep. Robert Knight. Com- and Robert Cummington. Yeah, and then uh, Lattimore. I mean, the, the inter- interesting alumni. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. But uh, they're also an interesting team. Coach Brian Collins and then Carlos Marshall is kind of leading the way for them. They they have four guys averaging 11 points, so they're really well balanced. They know balanced. how to pass the ball around, which is nice. Yeah, they're, they're a total system <coughs> team. And so you got Carlos Marshall – Mark Littlejohn, I love that last name, Littlejohn. <laughs> that is real. That's not a typo. And then Wesley Harris and Jalen Washington. And something else that's really interesting about this team is their length. Like, look at Carlos Marshall, 6'6". Wesley Harris, 6'9". Washington, 6'9". Yep. Uh, Shockham Johnson, 6'7". Yep. Then Egbuda, 6'7". And then John, John Brown, 6'8". And he's also the nephew of Kenny Anderson. So which is bloodline. Yeah. So there's a lot of length and athleticism on this team. I don't know if this wins, but it is fun to watch. Nine and nine in the conference, seventeen and fourteen overall. Um, be interesting to see who they seat up with. Yeah, because their length is an issue, and when they do their weird zones, they do make themselves long. Oh, absolutely, you can tell. Just yeah, by all, I mean everybody's six six and above essentially on that team. Yeah, so if they meet a couple teams that aren't shooting the ball well that night, uh, this could be an interesting team, especially if they start running the floor. I feel bad for Little John because he's five <laughs> ten compared to everybody on that team. Yeah, it fits. It right, fits. Uh, Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles. Yeah, uh, also a. Interesting alumni with Dottie West, uh, Frank Am- How, is that Amiel? I don't know because I don't remember him in the NFL. Then Rodney Atkins and Jim Youngblood. Okay, Jim Youngblood was a fucking stud. Yeah, on the Rams. That dude was a beast in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I don't remember if he was the one that played with the broken leg or his brother Jack did, but like broken fucking leg and played in the championship game. Holy yeah, shit. like legitimately, like he is a tough, old school throwback, tough guy for sure. Yeah. Then they're coached by John Pelfy. Pelfrey, I'm sorry, John Pelfrey. Keyshawn Davidson, 6'2 freshman. He's averaging 9-3-4. I like his potential coming up. And then they also have J.R. Clay, 6-foot sophomore, averaging 13-3-4. So they have a good pair of guards that average good numbers. Um, they're, they need a lot of improvements. I think they need some big guys that can really complement their guards. Yeah, they're 6-12 so. six, six and 12 in the conference this year, and they're 9-22 and 22 overall. So yeah. don't expect much. Um, UT Martin Skyhawks. Um, that's a really interesting. <laughs> yeah, Van Jones. They got Pat Summerall too. I mean, what and and Jerry Reese. Pat Summerall. I, I you know I don't know about you. I'm I'm sure you're gonna agree. Pat with this. Summerall. You mean Pat, Pat Summit? Yeah, Pat bitch. Summit. <laughs> not really right. Anyway, on. I'm gonna say something right now. That's the great Pat Summit, man. I'm gonna say something right now, though. Isn't a game so much better when you have a better announcer? Oh, yeah. Or a better announcing team, especially when you can learn from Pat Summerall, who did not go to UC, <laughs> UT Martin Skyhawks. He Sky probably Hawks. called a couple games, though. Maybe. He was he could call a game, so I yeah. don't want to dig myself out of that ditch. Continue. <laughs> Jerry Reese from your Giants, and mm-hmm. then, well, not My your Giants. Giants. You're a Jets fan. I'm a Jets fan, unfortunately. But uh, Lester Hudson, I used to love watching that guy play. He led the nation scoring one year. That guy was a stud. Uh, really surprised he didn't pan out in the NBA because that guy could score. Then Lisa or uh, Lynn Dunn, 
Then they're coached by Anthony Stewart, Quentin Dove, six eight senior. That's their guy. He's averaging twenty and eight. He just had a twenty twenty game last week. I yeah, caught that game, and he he was beasting everybody. Just completely bitched everyone. He nice. had a, he had a great game. And then Parker Stewart, six five sophomore, averaging nineteen. Uh, Derek Hawthorne, averaging fourteen. He's a junior. So I don't know. Losing Randall and Wooter really hurt them in the beginning of the year. Not that they were really that great before, but it definitely limited their steps for improvement. Here's the funny thing. Let's play a game real quick. If I if I rattle off those three players and rattle off their statistics of what they're averaging, where do you think they would be in the conference? You'd think they'd definitely be towards the top. Absolutely, and they're 5-13. Yeah. and 13. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's balanced scoring, too, from three guys. It's balanced scoring, but they don't have a lot of depth. And Makes sense. When you watch those games, one of those guys gets in foul trouble or if, you know, the they, it goes down fast. It, it go. It does. It goes down real fast. That's that's a hard thing, man. Depth is everything, man. Even in even in the NBA, right? When you put those super teams together, yeah, gotta have that depth off the bench. Man. And that's what I mean. If they had Randall and Wooter, I think it could have been a little better season for him. I still don't think it helps that much. Sure. But they definitely could have used them. Air Force Falcons, and obviously we're gonna have a lot of good alum from Air Force, but there's some interesting alum from Air Force. And we're entering the Mountain West Conference. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. My bad. That was yeah. a, We did that conference so quick. I'm still... It was quick because there's a lot of teams that are towards the bottom in the Ohio Valley. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to talk about when you're at the bottom. Sorry, Jets. Yeah, but in the Ohio Valley, I believe it's going to be Murray State and I, I think Belmont, Belmont coming out of that. But Austin P with Terry Tyler, that's that's a team that I would not be surprised if, right. they, if they won that. Yeah, I mean, they're right there, essentially. Yeah. And it's all it's who's hot. Austin P was a team you were telling me that had a – no. Who's the team you told me? Uh, was it Tennessee State that had a couple of those big wins? Uh, Austin P has only lost four games since the new year. No, but who had Mary, the one? Murray State. They did. They beat Murray State and Belmont or no? Uh, oh, the Tennessee oh, State. During did. that uh, four-game four, four yeah. game win streak, it was Eastern Illinois that oh, beat right. Murray State and Austin P. Yeah, look out for those guys in the tournament, depending on who they have to end up playing. They're definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Um, if you were to ask me, I still believe Austin P is the best, better team out of Eastern Illinois. Uh-huh. But uh, – it wouldn't shock me if Eastern Illinois won. They're on a nice streak right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, beating teams that, that they need to beat. Yeah. So Mountain West Mountain West is near and dear to our hearts because that's where we live. Yeah. So Nevada is uh, one of the teams involved with the Mountain West. And uh, there's there's a sneaky little conference, in my opinion. Um, let's talk about, like, we're, we're going in alphabetical order here. So playing no favorites. Um, Air Force Falcons. I, their alumni is pretty freaking cool, man. Like, <laughs> it is. Like, it really is. Like, I mean, Brian Billick. Great NFL mind. Greg Popovich, great NBA mind. Um, Gary Payton, the astronaut. We're back to the astronauts <laughs> not, again. Not the NBA guy. Um, Harry, I wonder how much shit he's talking out oh in outer God. space. Ha- Harry Chapin, if that's the guy I'm thinking of. That's yeah, Cats, Cats in the, the cradle. cradle. Absolutely. He's guy that always would get mixed up with Jim Croce. Like 70s singer-songwriters, I can never get them straight. I would always think this guy sang that song or this guy sang that song. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a... There's a that's they're very diverse in their alumni. Yeah, know? and then they have Charlie Brown, the Air Force officer. So they, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of guys with different names doing different things. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, imagine if Gary Payton tried to play off he was an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, I was an astronaut. <laughs> That'd be some great shit talking. That, yes, it would. <clears throat> you met my brother Gary. He's an astronaut. <laughs> oh, shit. I continue. Sorry, their coach. That, that was great. Well worth it. But uh, they're coached by Dave uh, Pilipich, and um, their main guy right now is Lavelle Scotty. I actually like his game a lot. 
they don't have anybody on this team that's going to stand out to you. They just have a lot of solid discipline players, and I think just playing at Air Force explains their discipline. Mm-hmm. But they also have Ryan Swan. He's averaging 12. A.J. Walker averaging 10. How do they have 22 guys on the roster? Is that illegal? It's like a basketball. It's like a football team, man. How are they, they allowed to do that, though? I don't know, but it's weird because it's almost like they all play. They have like an 18-man rotation. It's so weird, dude. <laughs> it's like there's... How do you even like... How do you... You're a coach. How do, would you manage an 18-person roster in a rotation? How would you do that? Just thinking about that gives me a migraine. Do you know what I mean? Because I just had 12 this yeah. last year on my freshman team, and it was a headache every like, time. Like, what would you do? Like, you play for three minutes, you're out now. You play for three minutes, you're out now. Like, I mean, I, I don't I do not do that. I, I wouldn't either. You know, I... I Whoever works hard gets rewarded. But, I mean, Air Force does that, too. I think what it is, I think a lot of these people have a lot of other um, outside commitments that they have to make due to the Air Force. So, so it's ha- having that bulk is like, okay, if these guys have to go somewhere, they get – yeah, that makes sense. Right, or if they okay. have training, you know, maybe like six or eight guys have training, then they have, you know, other guys coming in. Because some of these guys, I mean, they're basketball second and, you know, Air Force first. So – that that would be my guess on that, but they're just not a basketball school. Their no, roster really shows they're that really not. they're they're not. But they're a football squad. Yeah, absolutely. They're a pain in the ass in that conference for football. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, we joke around and we call them the ground force because they never throw. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous, <laughs> which is so dumb, right? Air force and you don't throw. I mean, yeah. they literally run the ball to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, um, let's move on. Let's go to. Uh, Boise State Broncos are are not in this not in basketball but in football they're definitely our biggest competition. Yeah, on the it, Smurf turf. It, it, I, do they do they play on blue blue? The court's not blue, is it? I uh, I don't think the court okay, is. Okay, good, good. All right, so um, ah, Chris Carr, you you might know him. He he had a decent little NFL career, but he was a McQueen High School alum. Yeah, so Which he's from cool. the Reno area. Yep. So that's Doug awesome. Martin, hell of a running back. Um, basically, the whole NFL is what. Is what. <laughs> Chris Childs, nice. Yeah. Trent Johnson. Chandler Looks like Nas. Him. And uh, Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, the wrestler and model or whatever. So, yeah, they, Orlando Jordan. They, Kobe Carl, George Carl's son. So. Yeah, they got a, quite the alum there. Yeah. And then they're coached by Leon Rice. And he was an assistant under Mark Few for over 10 years. So this guy knows what he's doing. He, he got to learn from one of the best. So I think he's going to have a really good time building this program. Uh, and you've seen it. Like we just saw Chandler Hutchinson come out. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to get some players through the that football, program. The football definitely helps their basketball program. It does. For I'm, sure. I mean, it wasn't helping in the past, but I think it is helping yeah. now. They're getting a lot more exposure. But they have a, they have a player that's really – really solid and that's Derek Alston and you might remember his dad his dad was also named Derek another NBA guy naming his son Derek Jr. <laughs> but uh, he was drafted by the Sixers in uh, 33rd overall he's drafted out back in uh, 1994 mm-hmm. and uh, he's also the coach of your Knicks G League team right now right now because OG Miller moved up yeah yeah so he's now the coach over there but his his son's a player. He's averaging seventeen five and three. To me, he's underachieving a little bit this year. I thought those numbers would be a lot higher, right? And that he'd be a little bit more dominant this year, just from what I saw last year. Right. And with Chandler Hutchinson gone, I just thought he'd have a lot more opportunities. But he had an outstanding first two months. But it kind of seems like once the conference started, it's almost like 
they kind of figured out how to play him. Okay, that makes sense. So you would think it'd be their other way around. You'd think he'd be having more success in the conference, yeah. especially since they're not in necessarily super a, weird conference, man. Super y- weird conference this year. Yeah, but his game kind of reminds me of a Chandler Parsons, just with like their length and their style of play. Because okay. he, he can pass the ball, he can do a little bit of every, everything. Okay. Um, Julian Jessup is another guy on that team, averaging sixteen four, six seven. And then R.J. Williams, also 6'7", averaging 11 and 8. So they got some length on that team. Abu Kigab is back, so that might might be what's slowing down Austin in this conference. Having another guy in the offense, it might just be slowing him down a little bit. So right. I don't really know what's going on with Austin because, to be honest, I thought he'd be a lot more dominant. So, I mean, if he wakes up and has plays like he did in the first month or two, in the tournament could be a little different. Story. They might be interesting team in the, in the conference, man, to yeah. be honest with you. I mean, you know, I keep an eye on the mountain West a little bit because of Nevada for sure. And there's, it's an interesting conference to talk about. I'm going to be throwing a little more, a little more knowledge into this conference talk today for sure. Um, Colorado state Rams. Here's another good, um, a good football team. Not really lately, but they, they've, they've definitely pulled off a lot of big wins over the time. Um, interesting alumni. Yeah, John, John Amos, Denver Denver Pyle from the Andy Griffin Show, <laughs> Val Venus, pro wrestler Becky Hammond, and Bob Rule. Bob Rule is a stud, by yep. the way. Shout out Supersonics. I love Bob Rule. Um, Come back, Seattle. Come back to Seattle. Please. We we Make need him back. Happen, we need him back. They have to be back. Goodbye, Kings. Anyway, <laughs> Goodbye, I'm, Kings. I'm not going to go there. But uh, coach coached by Nico uh, Medved. And he has a few NCAA appearances with Furman and Drake. I mean, that's not easy to do nope. at those two schools. So this is somebody that I think could make this program a lot bigger in the next couple of years. I really believe that. And especially this kid, Isaiah Stevens. He's a freshman, six foot. Reminds me a little bit of Reggie Jackson, uh, just okay. by the way that they score, <coughs> but also their consistency because he's not necessarily a consistent scorer. Okay. Um, he's averaging 13, three, and four right now. He's got good upside, just really inconsistent. And then Nico Carvacho, 6'11", senior. He's got a really nice tuss, touch, averaging a 12 and 10. Really good in the high post. Uh, kind of like another guy like a Frank Kaminsky that can kind of take big guys off the dribble. Okay passer. I am I mean more of his like build and his touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, David Roddy, 6'5", freshman, averaging 10-5. And then Adam Thistlewood is also a sophomore, averaging 10 Kendall Moore, five ten sophomore, averaging nine. So they, they got seem some like yeah. I was going to say they seem like a younger team, but they're playing rather well in the conference. I mean, they're eleven and seven, which doesn't sound like they're playing well in the conference. But if you look, there's a three way tie for for the second seed at twelve and six. Yeah. So they're basically one game out of the second seed if you think about it that way. They're they're not far behind. No, they're and really not. I think what it's going to uh, come down to is what Isaiah Stevens, which which Isaiah Stevens shows up. Is it going to be the scoring and the aggressive one, or is it going to be the shy freshman inconsistent? And that one? will make all the difference. I really think it will. I, I think they're a little bit too young to advance against some of these teams. But, uh, I mean, Nico Cavarcho, he's a problem. He's not he's not an easy guy to handle. And if him and Stevens show up, I think that could be a team to make, a, make an upset or two. Fresno State Bulldogs. Um, Fresno State is really interesting. It's it's 
you know, that's one of the Tark schools, right? You know, and yeah. and, uh, and that's one of those, like, they were sneaky in football, too, for a while. And the mid 2000s, you know what I mean? Because it's like, who the hell wants to go to Fresno? Right. You know, I don't either. <laughs> so you go back, you take the team bus there, and there might not be wheels back on your bus when you leave. Yeah, but they, they've been, like, a solid program throughout the They years really have, dude. At least yeah. the last 15 years, for sure. Yeah. Um, you got Robert Beltran from Star Trek, Derek Ward, um, who's a Jet. Yes, I do remember that. Paul George. Um, Chris Heron, our, our motivational guy, and Skip Tamilu. Yes, Skip Tamilu Alston, um, Jerry Tartania and the Shark. Uh, I got to meet him once. He was actually a super fucking cool guy. I met him in the uh, the airport in Vegas. My, That's un- awesome. my uncle knew him, and he was like, "Hey, you want to meet? Th- you want to meet Tark?" And I was like, "All right." Sure. Was, it, was he biting a towel? He was not. <laughs> he was nice. So it was a, it was a late flight. Yeah. And I got into Vegas, and my uncle picked me up, and he's like, "You want to meet Tark?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hey, Jerry, this is my." Uh, this is my uh, nephew, and this, uh, you know, and he introduced me, and he was, the guy was cool as hell. You know, he, and I he, happened to be wearing a 1990 uh, UNLV shirt. Oh, you can't say that I, around our UNR. I know, well, but you got to remember though, I'm not a UNR guy per se. I grew up in New Jersey, so so I can kind of get away with that. Tark's but, misunderstood. He's given a lot of kids a second chance. You know what? Really I has. love that too yeah. because look, here's the deal, man. Sometimes when kids need second chances. They're not model citizens, man. Right. So what are you going to expect? If you can get half of those kids to get on the right path, that's amazing. And I don't care if you're picking a bunch of thugs or a bunch of guys that are into drugs or whatever, and if they don't pan out, if you get the ones that do pan out, you're making a difference in, in people's lives. And I think that's he made, super important. It's, it's up to the guy getting the opportunity to make your opportunity. He you made know? a lot of kids millionaires that probably would have been on dead. Yeah, maybe. Or, or just gangs and streets or who knows what dead-end jobs. I mean, yeah. to me, he gave hope and opportunity. Yes. And to me personally, like that's what you can give somebody. And and if they don't take it or they take it and they fuck it up, it's on them. Yeah. So to be that, like, um, to be that bold to do that and put his ass on the line because he's going to get burnt. You're oh, going to yeah. get burnt. And he did you know? a few times. And, and, and But you know what, though? I got respect for him. And like I said, he was a super nice Nice dude to me when I was like 15 years old, so right on. <laughs> Lane Kiffin, interesting coach. Trent Dilfer, um, he's an interesting quarterback. I think he's a much better analyst. He's a Super Bowl winner, which is really funny. And a friend of mine sacked him four times in, in high school. <laughs> nice. In one game. Wow. Uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, and then you're forgetting the other Carr because David Carr played there also. Um, David Carr was was Derek Carr's older brother who got sacked more times than potatoes in Idaho in two years <laughs> in the NFL. It was really bad. Um, I actually think Derek uh, David was a better quarterback than Derek. Derek oh, just wow. had a better offensive line, to be honest with you. Uh, Matt Garza, Aaron Judge, all rise. I think he's going to have a big year if he stays healthy with the yeah, Yankees. I hope he can. I hope so, too, man. I think he's a hell of a player. He's a good basketball player, too. Is he really? Well, he that was, makes sense because yeah. he's fucking huge. Yeah. He's like 6'7". Yeah, six eight, I believe. He's yeah. a tall, tall dude. He's strong as hell, too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, talk to me about the Fresno State Bulldogs. Yeah, they're coached by Orlando <coughs> Robin, or uh, I'm sorry, they're coached by uh, Justin Hudson, and their main guy is Orlando Robinson. He's a big six ten freshman, and this he's got some serious upside, like big time upside. Um, I would maybe go out on a limb and say he's got Paul George. Wow. Like a, a Paul George vibe. Okay. 
I wouldn't say he's as good as Paul George was, but he's a freshman, man. Yeah, he's, he's got the size at six ten. Yeah, he's got the size and he's got the guard skills. I think. I mean, really, not everybody expected Paul George to be what he was out of Fresno when he was there. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's far behind what Paul George was. Nice, and he's 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 a freak athlete, and he turned down schools like Kansas, Louisville, K State, ASU, wow. and Georgia Tech. They were all after him, and he wow. chose Fresno State. Good for him. So yeah, I I'm I'm pulling for him. I'm he's not a guy that's going to leave this year, but I'm curious to see what he does next year. He's got some upside. And then New Williams, averaging eleven. Nate Grimes is a senior, averaging eleven, ten, and one point five blocks. So it's they're a team that should be doing a lot better, in my opinion. Um, they're really struggling to close out games, but they're in a lot of games. They've had four overtime games, and they've only won one of those. And they lost a lot of close games this year as well, so they're just really struggling to close out those games. But they're not a bad team. They're just not winning those close games. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, because their record shows they're 7-11 in the conference, but if you win a couple of those games, then you're looking at, what, 10? Yeah. and, and You know what I mean? 10 wins instead of 7 wins, and maybe 7 losses instead of 11 losses. And they probably should have won 4 or 5 of those. Like, they just gave those games so, away. So, yeah. So, like, think about this. This is what's so crazy about this conference. If they win those 5 games, they're 12 and 6, and they're the second seed, essentially. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. So, to me, they're kind of a, a scary team, to be honest, because they are in games. I just don't trust them to close them out. This is interesting. I want, I'm going to add some of this to to this your list here. Um now we're talking about Nevada Wolfpack. That's where we're from, Reno. Um, Jennifer Harmon, I didn't know that. That's interesting. We might be around the same age. I might have went to school with her, actually, because <laughs> I am not an alum from University of Nevada, but I did go there for three years. Yeah. Um, Gina Carano, um, super cool chick, man. I played the Eldorado a lot. Her parents own the Eldorado, and uh, she's watched me play a couple times. Had a drink or two with her. Super cool cool person no ego whatsoever you got an athletic family too uh, oh yeah i went to school with a couple of your kids well but so. and then the dad i forget which one is it greg glenn glenn, I bet, I think. glenn, glenn the one who played for the cowboys i, I believe so he played for the cowboys Gene or i can't no i don't think it's gene i think it's, so, I think it's you, know what, you know what it is glenn but the other thing that's interesting about glenn is he also played in the usfl Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Mills Lane, um, super famous. I love Mills Let's Lane. Get on, I got know. to meet him, and I got to do my Mills was, Lane impression. I bet he was cool as hell. He right? was so cool. Yeah. I, he's watching like his kid play little league or something. I got to do my impression. He loved it. He's, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, um, Nick Fasica's Ramon Sessions, Ramon Sessions. Excuse me, sorry, Ramon. Um, Kurt Snyder, Javale McGee. Kevin uh, Pinky, uh, we got Todd. How do you say Todd Okeson, Luke Babbitt, Armand Johnson. So you're throwing a lot of these the 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 great college players that we had, especially over like the last 15, 20 years. Because... And the one that nobody really talks about is Edgar Jones mm-hmm. and Johnny High. Mm-hmm. Like those guys put UNR on the map. Like Edgar Jones, my dad was at the game when Edgar Jones played Bill Cartwright when UNR was playing in the small gym. And he, it was a full house. My, my dad said Edgar Jones, they got to really like start bringing these guys from out of state to play nice. at Nevada. And then um, David Wood. Yep. I, I mean, that guy overachieved big time. He ended up playing 15 years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have ever expected that. That, that takes a lot of <coughs> hard work and grind, mm-hmm. man. Then uh, Cody, Caleb Martin. Both in the NBA right now on the same team, which is super interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, whether you like him or hate him, Kaepernick was huge for this school, for the football program. Jeff Rowe, um, buddy of mine, he uh, actually taught him guitar, which is 
cool. Super, super cool dude, Jeff. Man, you were awesome. And uh, he's I, on my city league team. Is he really? He, That's he so was. Bad. He was. He's he doesn't, a cool guy. You know the cool thing about him, man, is he never said anything about him playing for UNR. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, I can't make it this week, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, he's um, he's like, I got a, I got a game, and I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, I you, and he's like, oh, I, I play for Nevada. I'm like, cool. You know, and I'm like, tight ends. Now he's like, no, I'm the quarterback. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, he was just right. super Down to chill. Joe Gilbert was the best man at my sister's wedding. Oh, wow. Which I know, really? right? I got a lot of alumni stories. But I want to, real quick, I want to shout, um, shout out to uh, Chris Vargas. Yeah. Because that dude was an, a great college quarterback. And I want to shout out to all my boys that played um, played for the union. Um in uh, what ninety? No, about 91, 91 and ninety five. Man, all those O line guys just taking care of business. Um, those were the teams that set up Nevada for having the run that they did in the early two thousands. Those were the guys, you know. So much, much love to Mike Brow and all those guys out there. Yeah, um, they were all buddies of mine when uh, when I was going to college there, and they laid down the law when it came to open up holes on the offensive line. So much love to you guys. Like I said, we we're going to talk a little bit about Nevada because we are. We are based in Reno, and um, when I went to school, man, the basketball team, the football team had more wins than the basketball team. Yeah, that, one that program is really built up big And time. anyone, only, only, the only games that people would go to is when UNLV would come to town. Yeah. You know, for the one game a year, you know. That's the only time people would go, and they built that program up, so much love. Much love to them. Um, the team's interesting because obviously we lost our coach in a super shitty way. Like I thought that was lame, where he was just, "Oh, I'm going to stay," and then he's all taking pictures with his family. And was, we went to Arkansas, right? Yeah, Melson went went to Arkansas. <coughs> I don't blame him for going, but dude, like literally, don't show a picture of your whole family at some Sears portrait bullshit, all in <laughs> fucking Arkansas shirts, like right after you pretty much like commit to there when you're telling us you were going to stay. It was lame. Yeah, but super he lame. he also did a lot of good for the program great so recruiting he's he's he has done a lot for the program so, so for that i thank him but i, I just think he could have done it he, differently oh so different know. steve offers a coach and you know he is definitely a a very decorated guy uh, mr indiana in 1983 um played for bobby knight too i mean he got a gold medal with bobby knight yeah too. and then he also he also got a little burn in the nba didn't he yeah, he's uh, drafted for the Mavericks, and it's funny because the Pacers, every everybody in Indiana wanted the Pacers to draft Steve Alford uh, because course, he won the national course. championship, came off a gold medal. Indiana basketball is like enormous yeah. back then for sure. And then they draft Reggie Miller, and they boo wow. them for drafting Reggie Miller. I mean, they were really upset about it. I would it. boo Reggie Miller, but that was more in the early 90s. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty crazy, though. But, I mean, good on them for – for doing the scouting and realize, realizing that Reggie Miller was a legit player. Yeah, I mean, Alfred is good, too. Uh, he didn't have the NBA career that I think most people thought, but, I mean, he made it. Props to him. And sure. he was a big deal in college, and he got this country gold medal. So, that, I mean, that's that's Yeah, what a, I mean, awesome. And he's done, honestly, for what he was dealt, losing the seniors he did, the yeah. people that jumped to different schools. Oh, God, He's yeah. done a, a good job, man. Much, much love to you. You have actually done quite a good job, and... You know what's funny about them is they're second, tied for second in the conference. Yeah. They blew the game against San Diego State a couple days ago. I mean, they could have beaten a team that was had one loss. Right. And they could have been second seed locked up. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be a dangerous little team maybe in this in this conference tournament. They are. Uh, I, I, I got to say, Alford's done a much better job than I thought he was going to do. Yeah. I, I have to say, I was pretty critical of the hiring at first. I, I remember. Was, I was like, why are we getting Steve Alford? Because to me, this is kind of like a stepping stone. Sure. But it might not be that way. And 
to do what he's done with what he's have, he's maximized what we have. You know, and I hope he doesn't do that because we've had a lot of coaches use our program as a yeah. stepping stone to a larger one. And I understand, trust me, don't get me wrong. If you have an opportunity to go to a bigger school that gives you an opportunity to get into the MBA eventually, you have to take those opportunities. Right. But I would love to see somebody stay here 10 years. Yeah, but I would love to see that. And, and he's a guy that I wouldn't put it past him because we're very close to California, but we're having a ton of people moving into California. Yeah. So the level of recruits we're going to grab is going to be a lot stronger than it might have been 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, like we were definitely a Reno town. We're definitely a California and town. And he now. said that he plans to stay here. Which yeah, but if so he the keeps it, no, I know. But if he keeps his word, and he is a lot older than Muscleman. Right. And I think that that plays a factor too. He does, his kids are all grown. Yeah. So it's not like he has to like, yeah. And his kid Bryce could play. He his Bryce Bryce is a good player at UCLA. But Lindsey Drew is somebody that to me I'm I'm really impressed and proud of what he's done this year mm-hmm. because he took 18 months away from basketball after that I remember. Achilles injury yeah. and, and he had hip surgeries too. Boy, that People killed, that forget, killed forget us about too the hip tournament when he went Ooh, out like yeah. that killed us. But he's had so many surgeries and to come back the way that he has says Fighter. a lot. And to be honest, I don't even think we've seen the best of Lindsey Drew yet. Well, hopefully we see it in, the, in this in this conference coming up right now. Yeah, but he's the son of Larry Drew, 10-year NBA vet. Does, and did he get to register? Does he have another year or is he done? He's a senior, I think. Okay. He's a senior. But here here's my, my thing with Lindsey Drew before I get into what he can do to this tournament. I don't think we've seen the best of him. I don't think we're going to see the best of him. I think... This offseason, I think his game is going to take off because he saw when he had legs at the beginning of the year, he's he had like a 36-point game. He had like a 27-point yeah. game. And he's clearly, I think just after that injury, I think his body is kind of caught up to him. So I think when he after this offseason, if he goes and plays in a summer league, I think he's an NBA player. I do. Wow. I, I think that. Because he's going to sneak onto a team, huh? I do. He reminds nice. me a little bit of like Andre Miller. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't wow you. And the build doesn't remind me of Andre Miller, but their play right. style does. Just like his change of speeds. Miller's and, one of those guys that like never made it to like an all-star game, but like put up stupid right. ass numbers. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what Lindsey Drew reminds Under me of. Under the radar. And I think he's and he's got the connections. If he all he needs is a chance. And I think with his dad being Larry Drew, he's gonna get a chance. I mm-hmm. do think he's an NBA player. And Jazz Johnson to me is another guy that it has really done a lot better mm-hmm. than I thought he was totally gonna agree. do. But Jazz Johnson this year, I was pretty critical of him last year. He, I thought he's kind of a liability on defense. He's improved his defense a lot. It's definitely a seasoned team this year. Yeah. So if this is if there's a year to make a little noise and sneak into the uh, postseason, this would be the year to try to do that. Yeah, but Jazz I think has benefited from Alford having a son Bryce because they run a lot of the same plays that they ran for Bryce Alford. So I oh, think okay. I didn't think Jazz Johnson could take on the scoring load. And he definitely has. He definitely has. So he proved me wrong. And then you Good can't shooter. leave out. Yeah, and you can't leave out Jalen Harris. Obviously, nope. Averaging twenty two six and four. That guy. I did not realize that he was as good as he is and it, you know it makes you wonder because i was critical of that team last year i got to watch a decent amount of the games and and i felt like their offense was horrendous last year like yeah the way that it would be like here's a iso one-on-one with one of the martin brothers or here's somebody jacking up a three with no passing it was just 
it felt very city ball league to me kind of offense and I felt like that team super underachieved from the year before. Yeah. I felt like the year before was their year. Yeah. Like when all those teams, the big teams lost and they just had to get past two. Yeah. I forget the team they had to get past, but it was like not like a world beater and they could have made the eight. Right. And I mean, that was the year they could have and it just, I think that's what hurt them. It was kind of like that, like the wind out of the sails the following year in my opinion. So that doesn't surprise me. He's having the year he's having because new coach, new system, um, and a lot of those guys are gone now. You yeah, know I mean? well, to me, with Melsaman, I don't <coughs> think Melsaman was the best X's and O's coach. I think he's a great, great developer recruiter. and a great recruiter. Absolutely. But, like, the offense, like, I didn't think the Martins would do as well as they did in the NBA because of the UNR offense. Right. Like, their offense is basically at the shot clock, get all the way down to, like, three and have the Martins jack up a fadeaway three. It's just the weirdest shit it I watched last year. It, it could so have been bad. so much smoother mm-hmm. having those two on the floor with Caroline, yep. and it just wasn't. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of refreshing seeing what Alford's doing. It's a lot more of a refreshing offense, which I think is why we're seeing a, lot, a much better Jazz Johnson and Jalen yep. Harris. I agree. They're um they're 12-6. and six. They're tied in a three-way tie for second. Um, they have them at third um, from that tie. Yeah. Um, they're 19-11 and 11 overall. Uh, my spidey senses say they have to win this tourney to get in. They're too much of a bubble. They beat San Diego State, though. If they pull that upset off, that gets them to 20 wins, and that's a big time, you know. I mean, they beat UNLV. I mean, they've... But they're not really playing much, many teams. So I think, I think our, all of our friends listening... In the Reno Sparks area, we got to have the pack win this conference. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is if they don't win this conference, I think their biggest thing is they don't have a true big man in their rotation because right. they kind of go in between four or five different big guys at a time. They're playing like 12 minutes each. I think you need to commit to one, and I it's, it's also important <coughs> for big guys to be in rhythm also, not yeah. just guards. And none of these big guys seem to have a rhythm. I think you got to commit to one, get a, get another big guy in this offseason, commit to him, and, you know, you can't have a six-big-man rotation. No, you can't. Because, I mean, think about it. You have six guys there, and no one's getting enough burn where they get comfortable in the offense or the defense, and then they go right to the bench. It's, yeah. it's just too hot and cold. It right. doesn't make any sense. Um, they also have Desmond Cambridge. He's from Nashville. Uh, shout out again to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Uh, he was named Ivy League Rookie of the Year, leading Brown in scoring, averaging 17. And then he set freshman school records, scoring 468 points. And then as a sophomore, he's the fourth leading scorer in the Ivy League. So that's a really good player coming up that is going to be really good for them next year. And then Kwame... Uh yeah, Kwame Himes, six ten freshman. I mean, not a, not a bona fide scrub. Not a not a bon, not a bona fide scrub. But his dad played for the Pacers. Kwame Bernard. Anything else you want to say about our beloved uh, Wolfpack before we move on? Shout out to Armand Johnson, Luke Babbitt. I got to play with them growing up, and they always pushed me to be better. And nice. they did a lot for the program and uh, just for this community. Coming out of high school basketball, they really put our high school basketball on the map and you know also you and are on the map so shout out to them yeah much love man like i said when i went to school there the basketball team the football team had more wins than the basketball team so yeah it's, and old chiz as well old chiz as well i'm not going to leave him out no no true um new mexico lobos um i'm not going to try to pronounce that fashion model's name <laughs> elise sewell <coughs> and uh penny marshall super Super intelligent director on top of being a good actress. She um, 
uh, I believe she directed um, the baseball movie with Tom Hanks, but she's done a lot of under-the-radar stuff. She's very intelligent, very, very funny, very good writer. Eddie Guerrero, rest in peace. Um, he's another uh, WWF casualty of the steroid era. Um, Hank Bassett, cool. Um, Luke Longley, I have a very cool Luke Longley story that I'm not sharing. I keep to myself, I'll tell you off the air. Um, <laughs> okay. Is that the Michael Cooper from the Lakers Showtime? It is, that's Showtime nice. Coop. Danny Granger, interesting player. Mel Daniels, Darrington yeah. Hobson. I used to love Darrington Hobson. I used to love that guy. He's a great player. So talk to me about New Mexico and where they're at. Uh, Coach Paul Weir, and they got a really good player, actually, uh, Luan Lyle. And he's averaging 15, 4-4. Four four. He's kind of a do-it-all point guard. Um, good size. He likes to post up smaller guards. He's a good three-point shooter. Has a little bit of like Larry Hughes game. I'm sure okay. you remember him. Of course, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a little better court vision than Larry Hughes, not the defender, but he also <coughs> also like a Bobby Sura type, just like okay. a, a big like in between one and two tween tween okay. guard. Um, it was kind of a kind of a big blow. He got suspended earlier in the year for throwing a house party in Louisiana. He ordered an Airbnb that he rented and uh, threw a party, and it led to severe damage and a shooting. So he got wow. in a lot of trouble for that one. Good job. Yeah. But yourself, you see somebody named Laquan trying to get you an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they destroyed the house. It's kind of a big deal at the time. They thought he might not even play this year. Yeah. Wow. And then they have Corey Manigault. He's his uncle's Earl Manigault, the GOAT, the famous street ball legend nice. from Harlem. Um, he's a good player too, averaging twelve and four. Uh, Vance Jackson and Zane Martin are both averaging ten. And then the biggest blow of the year for this team. This is this is what killed them. Uh, they lost Carlton Bragg Jr. He's six ten senior, twelve and ten. This guy, this guy needs to get some help, man. He he really does because he's an outstanding talent. But he was removed from the team um, following an arrest on suspicion of you know drunk driving and had possession of less than an ounce of marijuana come on buddy but look he's he's hopped schools it's it's this was his third school he played at kansas and he suspended there after being arrested and charged with battery against a woman in Uh, 2016 those charges were dropped but still you know he's putting himself in that situation yeah and then he also went to asu and was removed from the team for violating a unspecified team rule it's just a sad story this kid needs help He's a really good player in the high post with good shooting mechanics. Looks to pass to cutters. Um, I mean, out of the high post, he's he can score, he can pass. He's a good rebounder, good athlete, good shot blocker. He kind of reminds me of like a Demarcus Cousins as far as skill set. Okay. Maybe not build. He's probably a little better athlete. Right. But he, this is a guy that's projected to be a possible lottery pick, first round pick. Oh, that's not happening at all now. No, I mean at his. All. It kind of reminds me of Renardo Sydney, where you're projected to be number one, and now you're not going to get drafted. Dude, what are you doing, dude? It's you like, you, and we talked about earlier in the podcast, right? You're in a situation where you can change your life and be basically a millionaire. Yeah, and like playing a game you love. Yeah, like just cut out the dumb shit. I, I know. Mean, how, how do you not? I don't understand that. All you have to do is stay out of trouble. Go go to class. Yeah, and, I, I and don't. That's it. I don't get it. Because um, he was. I mean, there was. He was a can't miss prospect. That's, can't miss. You know, I hate hearing that stuff. Yeah. Fresno State. Uh, not Fresno State. Excuse me. New Mexico. Um, they are seven eleven in the conference. Eighteen and thirteen overall, though. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, San Diego State Aztecs. Here's the team. Let's talk about, wow, they got a great, great alumni. <laughs> Raquel Welsh, 
Tony Gwynn, in my opinion, was probably one of the top three best hitters of all time. Also a great basketball player. Yeah, that's what yeah. I heard. Point guard, right? Yeah, one of my one of my best friends, his dad played uh, with or against Tony really? Gwynn. I forget which one. He said he's awesome. Wow. Carl Weathers, great actor. Marion Ross from Happy Days. Uh, Gregory Peck. Wow. Steven Strasburg, amazing pitcher. Marshall Falk. Am- Marshall Falk was like probably one of the first athletes you remember from that school, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Herm Edwards. You play to win the game, uh, Michael Cage and Kawhi. Yeah, I mean that that that's Low key all around. Great alumni, really. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um. So talk to me about them. I mean, we know a little bit about them because of that run they had, and I know that man. I was I was really hoping they were going to lose to Nevada and not <laughs> UNLV. I was hoping Nevada could give them their first loss, but that would have been cool. Tw- Twenty-eight and one overall, and seventeen and one in the conference. It's an interesting team to me. Uh, they're coached by Brian Dutcher. They have a really good player, Malachi Flynn. He's from the Tacoma, Seattle area, <coughs> and he's a six-five junior, averaging seventeen four and five. Um, he's had a good month of February, and he torched Nevada for thirty-six. Did he torch Nevada in that game that just happened last Saturday? Just torched him thirty-six. Okay, five so that just five. happened. Okay, yeah. Okay, and. People don't know this, but he's actually ranked 25 in points created off pick and rolls. So you can't let pick and rolls happen if you're going to play against San Diego State. Right. That's something that should be in everyone's scouting report. And then he's he was a good high school player. He uh, His 743 points in his final year at his high school was a single-season scoring record, breaking the mark of Avery Bradley. Wow, okay. So, I mean, that that's a big deal in the Seattle well, area. Yeah, and especially who he, who he broke the record you know, from. Yeah. Another guy they have is Matt Mitchell. He's averaging 12 and 4.8. I, I think Nevada fans really hate this guy just because he's been through a lot of battles with, like, Jordan Caroline and them. But he's, like, their team's P.J. Tucker. He's always in some sort of scuffle, scuffle heavier body a kind of an undersized power forward that can hit the three. Then Yanni Wetzel, 6'10 senior, averaging 11-6. And then Jordan Shackle, 6'6 junior, averaging 10. They uh, – look, I'm I'm not sold on this team one bit. When they were ranked top four, one at one time, it was, it was just laughable. I know they're undefeated, but they haven't played one top 25. You know, to be honest one. with you do, you, do you remember – I can't remember how many teams go in this conference. Is it everyone – no, uh, in this no, yeah. I mean no, I mean like in terms of like going to play in the conference. Oh, I yeah. I, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah. I I don't know if it's every single. I one. don't I don't think it is. I I'll tell you right now, I'll make a bold prediction, hot take like the kids say. If uh, if it's not everyone that goes, I'm gonna tell you right now. I bet you San Diego State loses in the first or second round. Wow, that's that is my a take. Hot take. That's well because look, UNLV beat him, and we're gonna talk about UNLV in a second. Nevada should have beat him. Yeah, I mean, Nevada was beating the hell out of him in the first half. I think Nevada was up at one point by what eight or ten in the second half too. Like they should have won that game. Yeah. Um, I think Boise sneaky. Yeah. I, I I think I think they could be in trouble. I, I mean, you know, here's my prediction: San Jose State loses in the second round. Go to the book, put fifty bucks on them. <laughs> but fifty bucks, whoever's playing San Jose State on the money line, because you're going to get a good plus on that one. That's my opinion. There's there's some sneaky teams in this conference, and I, to me, this conference is up for grabs. I'm not putting my money on San Diego State. Look at it this way: Utah State, Nevada, UNLV, Colorado State, Boise State are all within 12 and six and 11 and seven. Yeah, I mean that's five teams that are 
basically a, a game away from each other. And a couple of these other teams, they have if just one guy goes off, then they're in trouble. When we're talking about Fresno State, right? Yeah. Fresno State wins those overtime games. Yeah. They're in that mix too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If San Jose, San Jose, San Diego State plays Fresno State, I would not be surprised if Fresno State maybe could pull that upset. I don't want to play the Fresno State. I'll tell you Do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. San Jose State Spartans, um, that, you know, it's weird. There's not much alumni from there. There's really not. Uh, Tariq Abdul-Wahad and Brandon Clark was uh, surprising. He's the <coughs> one from Gonzaga, transferred. You know, when you talk about them, I'm going to pull that up real quick and see if I can find any alumni. There's got to be because more. Because it has to be more than there just There has two. to be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're coached by uh, Gene Prelu, and they have assistant coach Julius Hodge, NC State guy. Craig would love that. I think Julius oh, Hodge is Craig's favorite player of all time. Right off the bat, I, oh, wow, you missed out big time wherever you got your information. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to give you uh, – <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, Make, you, make you, sure it's a school and not the city. It says San Diego State University notable alumni. Let's hear it. Stevie Nicks. Oh, wow. Jeff Garcia. Bill Walsh. Shit. Dick Vermeil. Yeah, there's def- Peter Uberoth. There's definitely some, some – uh, I like this guy. I don't know what the hell he is. He looks like a senator or something. Ben Nighthorse Campbell. <laughs> so rad. It's amazing. Um, Patty Sheehan. Um, Dick Smothers. Dude, they've had some. Harry Edwards. Steve DeBerg. They've had some legitimate. The one, um, the one school I didn't do my research on. Lindsey Buckingham. Wow. So I wonder if Stevie and, Nick and Lindsey met at the college there. Yeah, there's quite a bit of ones just looking through. I mean, now... Um, we're uh, we're going Christopher Darden. Yeah, we missed out on some of those. Chris that happens Darden. though, man. I mean, it's, it does. You can't win them all. No, and you've done a great job on pulling up a lot of the alumni, man. It's it's. It, I, I I know our listeners have been loving this. It's been so much fun hearing the alumni, the alumni stories. The Tim Allen going to every college in, in the United <laughs> States, like just all the schools get tired of his jokes. Like, uh, on to the next right, one. right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about. Is there much to talk about with them? I mean, they're at the bottom of the barrel. They're three and fifteen in the conference, seven and twenty-three overall. They they got they got they got a player. They have one player that that is definitely worth talking about. Is that about. Seneca Knight? That's Seneca Knight. This guy can play. Uh six six sophomore. I'm sure you and our fans know who he is after watching him. Uh averaging nearly seventeen and six. He's Young, I think he would be a much better player if he had better players around him because San Diego State for whatever – I'm sorry, San Jose State for whatever reason, they get guys transferring out of there a lot. I mean, they had Brandon Clark at, hmm. just at one point. So, I mean, they have a lot of guys that are getting out of there. So, if they can get guys to stay there like Seneca Knight, if he stays, and then if they can get a couple guys around him, I think you're going to see his numbers go up because <coughs> teams are just so focused on him that – you know, there's not much else that he can do because he he is a good player. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Josh Howard, maybe not as good of a defender, but offensively like a Josh Howard type. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that team needs a lot of help, and they, Seneca Knight can't do it on his own. Uh, UNLV running Rebels. The, this alumni is amazing. Um, I, it's funny. I wanted to double-check before I went through the alumni, see if anybody I'm missing. <laughs> when the fuck did Joel, Joel Anthony start looking like Shaq? <laughs> Look at that, dude. He looks like fucking Shaq. Oh, my God. Doesn't yeah, he? He does. Right? So he there's a, there's some amazing alumni. Um, 
Jimmy Kimmel, who's actually his parents are friends of my uncle, which is kind of cool. I guess that is he, cool. I guess they'd always rib him and say he wasn't funny. We got to get him on you the know, pod. Maybe we can. Let's Who knows, right? Um, Guy Fieri. <laughs> Here's Guy Fieri. He looks like such a tool bag on TV, or whatever. But he's actually a super nice guy. That's what like I heard. my buddy did um, one of those uh, diners and drive-in shows, and he was he was a cook for one of the places in town. And he he told me he was like, man, he goes, he pulled him aside and said. He goes, I know that you've done a ton of the work here and this and that, man, and the prep and all this other stuff, and you know, great job. Which I thought, dude, doesn't need That's to do awesome. that at all. Yeah. Um, Cecil Fielder, hell yeah. Matt Williams, um, George Maloof, um, Sean Marion, J.R. Ryder. See, like, we can go on forever. Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, Greg Anthony. Flo Rida. You know, Flo Rida. Did I call him Florida? That's awesome. Um, so how much I love rap. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of great, a lot of great, great, great players. I want to shout out somebody you missed. Um, Randall Cunningham, which oh, yeah. is probably the best UNLV football player of all time. Yeah. And, I mean, he was amazing. And then Suge Knight, you said, made the Rams roster. Yeah. Yeah, he played football for UNLV. I which did not is, know that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah he that's did. Crazy. He actually was like a decent, I think it was a defensive tackle. But yeah, he did. And then I'm going to give a shout out to my sister. She uh, graduated from UNLV's law school and she owns her own law firm and employs a shitload of people in Vegas. That's awesome. So I'm going to give a shout out to my sister. I'm not going to mention her name, but. Um, she's she's killing it out there, and she went to she was the first uh, graduate, oh, wow. graduating class for their their law school, nice. which is pretty awesome. So, don't say I don't say anything nice about you, Kristen. <laughs> anyway, this is definitely a sports school and definitely a basketball heavy school. Yeah, my dad got to play in Sudden Sam Smith, and that goes no joke. Nice, like uh, back in the day. Going to the NBA wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. This guy was... They called him Sudden Sam because suddenly you'd look up and he had 30 points. Nice. Just what a great nickname, yeah. right? And then Marcus Banks and his dad, Freddie Banks. The Banks family over there has done a lot in the Vegas area. So, But uh, any other alums you want to talk about? In the UNLV, no. I think. I mean, literally, you can go on and on about basketball for there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anthony Bennett, bust. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're coached by TJ Ot- uh, Otzelberger. <laughs> And they got Bryce Hamilton over there, six four sophomore, averaging fifteen five. His brother is Jordan and Daniel, if you remember okay. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them played for the Big Horns. I think it's Jordan. Then Amari Hardy, six two junior, averaging fourteen three and three. Elijah Mirtu Long, averaging twelve. He's a senior. He's their senior leader. And then uh, they got Zhang, six eleven junior, averaging eight eight and a block. I think he's one of their more important guys over there. Just being that room protector, right? And then a uh, local kid, Moses Wood, who went to Galena. He transferred from Tulane. Uh, it's good to see him back in Nevada. Wish we would have saw him in the blue and silver, but that's okay. Right. You know, I'm pulling for him. I hope he does well. Um, this team's been playing better since Murtu Long came back. This is another team that's a little bit sneaky. They, I mean, they beat San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long is back, and, and they played San, uh, San uh, excuse me, San Diego State tough in that game too. Yeah, that was a back and forth one. Yeah, so it wasn't like they blew them out, or it wasn't like they got lucky. I mean, they hung in that game the whole entire time. I'm going to give them credit for that. Yeah, they're a better team than what they look like on paper. I completely agree with you, and I think they're one of those teams that it would not shock me if they ended up winning the tournament. It wouldn't shock me either. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock, shock me at all, especially with Mercy Long back mm-hmm. um, being a senior. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's got a little help, uh, fresher legs since he sat out a little bit. So this is definitely a team to look out for. I, I wouldn't want to play UNLV either. No, I wouldn't. There's there's definitely a decent amount of teams I would not want to play in this conference. Uh, the Utah State Aggies – oh, real quick, sorry. Um, 
they're 12 and 6 in the conference. We talked about that. They're tied for a three-way tie in second, but they are actually fourth if you look at the way they have them ranked in the uh, CBS Sports Lines rankings. Um, they're 17 and 14 overall. Um, yes, they'll have to win the conference tournament to get in for sure. Uh, Utah, Utah State Aggies alumni is Harry Reid. Uh, Merlin Olson, who was an amazing football player before he was an uh, actor. Um, Stephen Ford, actor, and he's the son of President Gerald Ford. That's interesting. Chris Cooley was a hell of a um, kind of like a fullback, hybrid, halfback, um, tight end for the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Gwynn. Oh, nice. Um, J.C. Carroll and Nate Williams. Yeah, Nate Williams, really underrated NBA player. That guy was he, mm-hmm. he was a good player. Uh, this is a team to look out for, man. Uh, Coach Craig Smith. And then Sam Merrill is their senior guard. He's averaging 18, 4, and 4. He is a really good player. And then Justin Bean, 6'7", sophomore, averaging 12 and 10. So they got their double-double guy. And then to me, Nemeus Queda, 7-foot sophomore, averaging 12, 8, and 1.5 and blocks. Uh, stats don't show, but Brock Miller on this team is actually a really solid player. He's a 6'5 guard. He actually has uh, alopecia. He has that disease, but I mean, he is a really solid player for them. He's really important, brings good energy, and then they have a Cam uh, Bearstow's brother on this team, plays for the Bulls. To me, this is not a team to sleep on. They beat LSU this year by two, who is second in the SEC, and then they also beat Florida, who's fourth in the SEC. Uh, so they're known for beating uh, tough teams, and they are a tough team to deal with. Especially in the tournament, because they they always make noise in the conference tournament. They always find a way to get in the NCAA. This team's won 10 of their last 13, so they're getting hot at the right time. And two of those losses were really close games. They lost by two to New Mexico, and then they lost in overtime to Boise State. So, Also, most Utah teams are normally older, because some of these guys go on their Mormon mission. Right, like, like was, for like two years and then come back and have to play. Yes, I mean, these aren't kids. These are like grown men. They're mm-hmm. like 22, 23, and that might not seem like a big deal. but It is a big deal. Yeah, because I went to Utah Valley right out of high school, and I was trying to play over there, and like... I was 18, and these guys are like 26-year-old sophomores yeah, dude, yeah. with like a wife and kid. I'm like, what do you do on a Friday night? They're like, oh, man, I'm taking the kids to out to pizza. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. So it, it's different. These are grown men, and their mindset's different. Mm-hmm. These aren't college kids that you know might go out the night before in Vegas and get wasted before and, the tournament. Yeah, right. These are guys with wife and kids being like, you know, we got to – that's why they upset a lot of teams. You know, another interesting thing real quick. We talked about this, I think, in one of the other podcasts. Vegas is hosting a shitload of these conference tournaments. Yeah. Which I think is super interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what's funny is 12-6, and six, tie with Nevada and UNLV um, for second place. They are the second place seed in this conference. Um, and they're getting hot at the right time. That's a team that I wouldn't be surprised if they won the conference either, to be honest with you. My hot take is that they do win the yeah. conference tournament. I, I think that Nevada fans don't want to hear that, but I think this team... Is it might win. I think they might. You're getting hot at the right time. And to me, San Diego State is showing their flaws. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you lose to UNLV and then you almost lose to Nevada, and that's within, what, a week, a week and a half in between, showing that it's you, it's not like the punch in the face. You're like, we got a, we got a ball. Like, right. we just lost. Like, you know, like where you have a team that's undefeated, they lose a game, and it kind of brings them back to reality. And then they play, they play kind of where they should be playing again. Yeah. They came back, and like, Nevada, like, is a, is a, is a, is an interesting team this year. You know, following them, living here, they're streaky up and down, but they're a team you should handle. 
Yeah. Like if you're a team like San Diego State. So not handling that team, I don't think they come into the minds. That's why I'm saying they're probably going to upset in the second round because they're not coming in with the right mindset tournament-wise, in my opinion. Right. Now they have to go. They'll have to be a seed because oh, they can't go. be. You can't be twenty-eight and one and not go. Right? Yeah, I mean they're they're ranked top twenty-five. They're in no matter what. I, I, um, I'm saying I'm saying I'm. You know what? We got both hot takes in this one. I'm saying second round they get upset. Yeah, and if I, they got to play, if they got to play Boise, you know, or Fresno or somebody, I, I think they get upset in the second round. The reason I pick Utah State is because they've proven they can beat the teams like LSU and Florida. I think they are proven that they can beat some of these top teams. Well, those are bigger teams and better conferences. You know what I mean? Um, So our last one, man, thanks so much for sticking with us. If you've been sticking with us on this, Um, the Wyoming Cowboys, which they're an interesting team. Um, One of the alums you forgot is um, Josh Allen, the quarterback from the Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bills. And he was, uh, he was a big time deal. Like in terms of being a top, like he was almost looking at one time being the number one overall pick in that weird quarterback heavy draft a couple of years ago. Right. Um, Dick Cheney, Jerry Buss. I mean, you got some. It's Fennis Dembo. It says Dennis on there, but it's actually Fennis Dembo. Nice. Yay, autocorrect. Larry Nance Jr. Where did where where did the dad go? Where did Nance go? Somewhere south. Uh, South Carolina, I think. I I should know this because it's just interesting to me that. You know, his kid plays for Wyoming because Wyoming's not really a basketball school per se. No, I mean he's he's another late bloomer. He kind of <coughs> came out of nowhere, but I mean he was really good, like you know, in his last year over at Wyoming. But as far as Larry Theo Dan- Ratliff, I loved Theo Ratliff. Yeah, and then Larry Nance went to Clemson. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. so you're close, South Carolina. I mean yeah. that's where, it's, where Clemson is. Yeah, um, Theo was great, and then Flynn Robinson, all star with the Bucks. So they've had some basketball players, you know, for sure. But I don't think of Wyoming as a basketball school. I think it was a really fucking high-altitude, cold-ass <laughs> place to live when I think of the word Wyoming. Hey, they've had some good teams in the past. But, I mean, you're right. But they've had some good teams, and they actually have a really good player on this team. Um, they're coached by Allen Edwards, and he was a two-time champ with Kentucky in the so 90s. So he knows how to win. Yeah, and then their stud right now is Hunter Maldonado. That guy's a really good player. It wouldn't shock me if he made the NBA, maybe. Um, it's kind of hard to tell, though, because their whole offense runs through him. Okay. And it's either in pick and rolls or posting up smaller guards. But their offense, it's kind of a headache to watch. Like, their offense will it'll literally make your head spin. Um, they just have so much movement, so many different screens. There's, like, a lot of shit going on. Just like, too much almost, right? If any of you want to know what I'm talking about, just look up Wyoming basketball and watch a game and it'll just make your head spin but um this guy gets to the rim whenever he wants he's got some nice sweeping hook shots in the post when he posts up the smaller guards so it's kind of hard for me to tell if he's really that good or if he's just really good in the system or if the system is actually holding him back because it's a much different system than i think i've seen out of most college teams okay yeah they run like a four low or a four high with a lot of like Screens to the side and pick and rolls and posting up smaller guards and coming off you know low block screens. It, it's it's weird, man. Yeah, like, you you got to watch it. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna look it up because it, that's interesting to me. Like, because your team's two and sixteen, right? And you're seven and twenty three overall. It's like when do you say maybe this offense is a little too complicated? It, it's almost like there's 
too much shit going on to right. where it confuses other guys. I think, but it's they, not confusing the team they're playing against. Essentially, it's exactly, more it's more confusing for them, the, the players. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Good lord. We've done so many conferences on this podcast, but we've had a ton of fun. I know that for sure. Hopefully, you know, you've heard your school called, which is awesome. And right now, I'm shouting out to all my Nevada buddies, all my Reno and Sparks friends, Spanish Springs area. Like, you better be passing this one around because we talked about Nevada quite a bit on this one. Um, Tourney time is pretty much here. So we're excited. We're going to blast through the rest of these, these conferences like we promised you guys we would because we keep up our promises when it comes to uh, being serious about this podcast and basketball. You can find us all over social media, um, and you can be like famous basketball players and, and follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, you can follow us on MySpace. Just kidding. Um, you pretty much can find us anywhere, to be honest with you. Please subscribe um, and, and, and write about us. Give us a little review, man. The, the iTunes reviews have been great. I'm I'm floored by how many we've had already. We've 14 already in in less than two months. So man, thanks for that for those reviews. I know it takes a little more time out of your schedule to do that than just clicking a like. So I appreciate that very much. Um, for my friend Zach, we're gonna get out of here, do a little more homework, and give you some more conferences in the next day or two. So thanks a lot. Hopefully you are enjoying your day today. <laughs>